Episode 2, about episode 2 of Disney's Star Wars, of writers' blockbusters. Anyway, I'm Bob Rose. I'm Jamie George. I'm Jamie Nash. And uh, we're going to talk today about the Last Jedi script, which is a Herculean task, if there ever was one. And we've got a really, really long list of topics to discuss. (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty complex movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is a I I would say maybe the most divisive Star Wars movie ever released. Yeah. The official canon Star Wars movie. Yeah, I wasn't uh, you know, I was, I was too young to know how people reacted to Empire Strikes Back, but Yeah, you know, it, that's what's weird. Empire probably got more hate. Uh, not hate, but more, you know, questions at the time than Return of the Jedi did. And it's kind of flip-flopped. Really? The time. Yeah. Back I'm, too, in the I'm too young to... It's kind of yeah, like, you know how Temple of Doom kind of got a little bit of hate? Yeah. You know, that, it was kind of the same thing. And then it kind of leveled out as years went on. There's some people still hate on Temple of Doom a little more. It's than my favorite one. Love it. I'm gonna, Yeah, I'll just we'll sit here and say it. I know me and Jamie have talked about the Temple of Doom <laughs> thing before. We're not all going to agree all the time. Yeah. But I feel, obviously, we're covering stuff here that has been probably been covered to death ad nauseum ad nauseum on youtube and in several blogs by everyone on earth (laughs) but we're going to try to tackle this just from a script perspective yeah and this is a weird movie to tackle from just a script perspective because this is like no script probably most of us will get a chance to write in our entire lives i couldn't Um, even imagine i I would literally say no yeah i couldn't (laughs) it would the stress would kill me yeah i mean years of history fan expectation but then it's also part of a series that's then a sequel to another series but then we'll have 10 more series in the next two years not to Um, mention side side sequels and side side prequels (laughs) uh battle for endor um Uh, upcoming tv series and battle for endor right toys video games all that stuff so it's it's definitely a weird one in that it in that way it doesn't follow you know the any kind of rules it's its own thing it's beholden to so much pre-existing material before we get into the topics i think everything jamie just said uh is do you find it weird ballsy amazing that disney gave this whole franchise to one guy i can't believe it because force awakens is the act of several people it's kasdan and abrams all together you know what i mean but this is like a independent filmmaker right where they were like you're doing it i I think so I'm of two minds of this and I, I think the way it's it's happened is different than the way I thought going in in that I think much like the Disney movies I I feel like the, I'm sorry the Disney movie this is in all the the um, the Marvel movies the Marvel Disney okay. movies I think there was this thing that Disney started to do where they tried to hire people they could bully a little more like mm-hmm. you know JJ's one thing. You can't bully J.J. J.J. Abrams. He's comes his in. own institution. He's his own yeah. thing. Yeah. You can't bully George Lucas. You can't bully Steven Spielberg. But maybe somebody, Ryan Johnson, you might be able to bully a little. 
um, you know, maybe some of these other, and we saw like Edgar Wright go away on Ant-Man and yeah. some of these other visionaries. And I, when I say bully, I mean, it's more like a TV model. Uh, they're in control of the storyline. They're in control of, of some of the production. And then that person kind of, you know, rides it out. But that said, that's not the way this movie feels at all. No. It feels the opposite. This doesn't feel like studio interference. It feels his voice. It feels like his voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From right down to the script. Yeah, like It exactly. doesn't feel like they made it no. like a sugar-coated, you know, factory assembly line yeah. <laughs> not at all. thing at all. Not at all. Which, yeah, creatively, it feels like the opposite of The Force Awakens for me. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. It, it's it's strange. And the one thing I'd say about Ryan Johnson is, um, of all his past work and stuff, he's one of these guys that's everybody seems to love. Like, people that work with him yeah. always say really positive things. And for all the kind of meddling that Disney has done with the Star Wars movies, you didn't really hear that at all mm -hmm. on this movie. Uh, uh, Frank, maybe that's a testament uh, to him. Frank Oz recently joined Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, which is great because it's like your favorite uncle joining Twitter. <laughs> and he like one of the first things he said was that it was absolutely a, one of the most pleasurable experiences to work on this yeah. movie with Ryan Johnson. Like he the guy gets personal praise yeah. out the butt. So I knew, I knew like Vince Gilligan would constantly name drop Ryan Johnson. Like everybody just seems to love the guy. Uh, he's definitely. A, Do yeah. you think that's what led to less meddling? And not about the creative decisions, but just in general, because they were like, we I'm like sure Disney doesn't care about a nice person. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. saying, like, I, no I, one on set is like, this is, we can't handle this. I, right. I mean, I, I don't know anything about the development. I don't know that much about Ryan Johnson, but I almost think that the two go hand in hand. Like, he must have listened to them. He, he must have. Okay. You know what I mean? He must have taken what they had and judoed it yeah. instead of deflecting it. Okay. He, he must be a guy that can hear the notes which really is the job of the screenwriter and, and actually done something positive with him. Okay. Or, or, you know, so you think it's more thing. about he did what they wanted him to do, but he did his own thing with it. I have to imagine that after what we've seen with the solo, you know, yeah. intrigue and rogue one, uh, what happened after the fact, I, I have to think that he's a guy and the, and the fact that they're bringing him back, they've already announced yeah. that he's going to do his own series. I mean, that's a yeah. huge, no, no, they announced his own trilogy, trilogy, trilogy after Abrams comes back for the next one, which is very weird. Right. Very. And then Brian's going to just do his own trilogy. <laughs> right. That's intense. So yeah. he must be really good at what he does and a real good, uh, people person or team player. Cause they just wouldn't hire somebody unless they were George Lucas and they own the vision. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. Well, this, yeah, and I, I mean, this script is the vision of a man, of which I, I mean, it's, I say that that's a really important thing to talk about. Right? Yeah. It's that it's not like a collaboration. Right. No, I, no. I couldn't believe it actually when Me I found too. that out. I was like, they let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is the only script so far in the series that even comes close to being a sole screenwriter on the yeah. script. I, I didn't IMDb that, but I'm pretty sure he's the sole screenwriter. And yeah, because the, the originals, they all have multiple. Is George Lucas the only one on maybe New on Hope? the first? Yeah, on New. I Hope. mean, he's always going to get story character credit. Yeah, 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 but as far as collaboration, yeah, then, then it goes Kasdan, to Kasdan. Yeah, and, and Kasdan well, again. the prequels were pretty much George. That, I've heard stories that <laughs> other people have came in to help with yeah. some of the. They did revisions, not enough to be credited. But they came in and did actual revisions. Without getting into it, what did they do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did they help? Them? Was it worse? <laughs> I, 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 I think they were coming to do punch up on the love story. Oh, the dialogue. Oh, God. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I. so the other thing I'd say about this, this one, 
especially compared to Force Awakens. So Force Awakens kind of had a long history as far as um, screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it started out with a George Lucas treatment, which the treatment apparently was very similar to this to, to the beginning of The Last Jedi. Oh. Um, it, it, I think it had Luke in it. It had Ray seeking him out as a mentor, and a lot of a lot of the elements that are in Last Jedi actually were influenced. The, so the, la- the Last Jedi honestly seems more like a George Lucas movie, but better executed. Yeah. Does that make sense? This seems like I know that's, that sounds terrible, but no, no, no. I mean, I get the, what the, you're, the you're saying. A George Lucas prequel conceptual conceptually, this seems like something he probably would have come up with. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's executed better than I think old well, George Lucas would one, have executed. One thing gotcha. I one thing I have to give George credit for. I mean, as much as we you know people hate on him and stuff, I always got the feeling George was striving to put new and original concepts always. in his movies. Yes. So even something like Return of the Jedi, which is the first one he started to kind of go to the Death Star, but still it had speeder bikes. Yeah, it had that weird Jabba scene in the beginning oh, that yeah. was bizarre. You know, I yeah. mean that was a bizarre scene to throw in these yeah. movies like nothing we'd seen. In in uh, Phantom Menace, even you know there were there was you had Darth Maul. It was a different type of story. It was I mean it always seemed like he was trying to do different. He put a diner in the movie. What was that? Yeah. Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I mean I'm not saying these <laughs> a ideas CGI are diner. good, yeah, uh, but, but it was trying. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't was just there. doing. It didn't feel like rehashes. He, ever. he always felt like he was trying to say justify the fact that he was doing another one. Yeah. by bringing original ideas. Yeah. Um, Force Awakens, of course, we saw it was more uh, in touch with the nostalgia and rebooting stuff. Yeah. Um, but this movie, again, it felt like also Kazdan was, was involved in writing that. I mean, like, doesn't that? I think that has a lot to do with it too, right? I mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably you, so. Yeah, and you have maybe the biggest peddler of nostalgia in the world right now directing it. I mean, that's what that movie was. That's true. You're right. Right. You're right. I mean, <laughs> you, do you think that Last Jedi is feels new? Uh, or do you feel like so, it's rehashing? So and you know, jumping ahead a little yes, bit, which jumping is fine. We and we're ahead. on the topic. I yeah. feel like let's talk. Yeah, okay, let's there's there's like thirty <laughs> points talk. here we need to talk. So let's talk. Oh, <laughs> so, just jump into it. So if you look at it, it definitely hits a lot of similar beats as Empire Strikes Back. It it basically takes the hawk thing out of it and starts from there, right? Yeah. It it starts with a chase through space. And then it on, and then on the flip side, it has um, the mentor story, yeah. you know, and it, so it almost starts in the act two side of yeah. of Empire, and then it puts the Hoth scene kind of in the back end, yeah, and it, so it definitely has that, but I think doing that it felt different, it yeah, felt structured definitely. different, it didn't feel like the same movie. Um, the thing I always got from Empire is Empire really felt like a serial. Um, mm-hmm. The hot yeah. thing you you felt like you could almost take that out. You yeah. know, it was its own complete story. It was fun. It's pretty but inconsequential. It's inconsequential. Yeah, it's but awesome. icon- iconic though. Oh iconic. yeah, I think you it know. stands out. Yeah, more definitely. Than anything, but you're right. It's not. And and then the yeah, chase matter. through space is almost. It, it feels like just an episode. It almost. That's the way I almost viewed Empire. Is it felt like a TV season? Like I could see that as a TV season. We start yeah. the first few episodes on Hoth. Then the next few episodes, Luke's at Dagobah, and they're getting chased through space. And then the next few episodes is the intrigue at Cloud City. It's a dense movie with yeah. so much stuff <laughs> in it. It really is. It's, yeah. it's like three complete movies that are kind of yeah. tacked But isn't that, isn't that tone what these movies are kind of aiming for, though? Yeah. A serialized? I think so. I think so. I think so. Old space space serial type of thing. But, you I, know? but I think for some reason, A New Hope and Return of the Jedi both felt more arch or something. They, mm-hmm. they like felt like... 
like a, you know the one felt hero's journey uh the this the first star wars movie uh the new hope and then return of the jedi because it had the big climactic ending we knew this was the last movie it was going somewhere you yeah. know the whole time though that Jabba scene is pretty bizarre it's and, very uh, thrown in a sarlacc yeah. pit and all this stuff <laughs> anyway george always was trying to throw some new stuff in yeah there, I think. for me i think this i I think the similarities are there to reverse our expectation. To me, they're they're deliberately put in there because he wants to say, like, I know you've seen this before, yeah. and I'm going to do something different. Uh, flip rug. that script. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's I, to me, I think it's a deliberate, not because this is how these movies should follow, but to, like, reverse your expectation, yeah. for me at least. I, I honestly, I didn't, when I was sitting there watching it, I didn't feel like this is Empire rehashed. I never felt that way. It was more yeah. after the never, fact. Never occurred to me. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, never did. Like, I think a lot because of the Casino Planet stuff. <laughs> that's in there, and that doesn't feel like Empire at all. No. So, yeah. I, for like some reason my head, yeah, it does feel like the prequels. For so. some reason in my head, though, I justified a lot of that scene, and it sounds like I'm attacking it, as Cloud City, because it kind of has a Lando character. He does a betrayal. There's, there's yeah. some elements of it. But, yeah. It's totally, I totally like yeah. Benicio does kind of feel like he could almost be a Calrissian, but then yeah. well, he turns out it would have been a great role for, but Cal he Rizian. is a flip of the script well, almost on Lando. Yeah. In, in fact, Ryan Johnson said Lando was originally in that role. Ah, oh, that was, his, I did part, not know that, but he, because Lando already had a betrayal like that. It didn't make sense for the character. Okay. Right? To, to do, do it, to do it so again. Late. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think I saw that somewhere. Um, that sounds so, right. It feels like the code breaker should have been Lando. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know. It would have been a great pop. If, yeah. <laughs> if all of a sudden, Billy D. Williams walks out. He's in the he's in the casino. He's got I mean, a people rose would have on lost him. their mind. <laughs> yeah, it would have been so awesome. He he's he he's got enough of. I think he's had enough of a uh, comeback in a lot of ways. Like you know. You know he was in Lego Batman and he played uh, Harvey Dent. Yes. So, oh yeah. They, they finally played two faces. They face. finally we fixed the wrong Williams. of Billy D. Williams' <laughs> career. Uh, so we just covered a bunch of stuff. Uh, let's talk about the opening scene, the tone, because I think that's one of the biggest points where people uh, kind of left this movie or like went with it was throwing. I think throwing the lightsaber was genius. But I know a lot of people is when they checked out of the movie because they hated they, they took it as a cheap joke or, you know, it was lazy screenwriting or I don't hear Jamie's. And I'm, I'm what what my take on, yeah, that? on the tone. Um, so I, I did think there was some uh, um, the, the, the tone of it, the comedic tone. There were times where I did feel like it was almost too jokey, jokey. Mm -hmm. um, the Heard one that, that really yeah. hit me. And I'm of a mixed mind of this because I like funny stuff. I like to have fun in a movie. And if you can make me laugh, I'll almost forgive you, even if it doesn't fit. So the one that always sticks out to me, even more than the Porgs or, or some of the Chewbacca and the Porgs stuff, was when Luke comes out and dusts himself off from the big explosion. <laughs> Remember that at the end yeah, of the yeah, third yeah, act? Yeah, yeah. And he does this little, like, it's almost like a Saturday Night Live move or something. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of silly. Um, that said, on the, on the lightsaber part, well, I got a big laugh. I, I felt I didn't really feel like that was a tone breaker, uh, even though I think it was a tone setter. Yeah, because <laughs> it happened so early. It was just like, you know, this is this is not going to end the way you think it's going to. Yeah, end. it um, kind of sets up the entire movie. Yeah, that one moment. Yeah, I think to, for me, if I don't have a problem with with the comedy in general, but. There's so many moments just like in the Guardians movies, and it works for the Guardians movies because that's what those, well, they, they are. are. Yeah. 
Um, anytime there's like a heavy moment that would have magic to it in the old trilogy and is treated with seriousness, it like treats itself seriousness. There's then this this comedy beat that like winks like we know that was serious, <laughs> but this is a more fun movie. You know, that are you, are takes you saying it's like it. almost a loss of sincerity? Yes, yes. It's it's almost like a problem. I think a lot of scripts have these it, days. It's, honestly, it's it, the snark. Right? It's one the, of the hardest the snark, things. Writers. The, the yeah. modern snark, right? We have these characters who, yeah, a lot. Marvel has been perfectly. criticized roundly for it. You hit it, and, man, yeah. For me, like, yeah, it's even like. When you watch like some of the deleted scenes that came out with the Blu-ray of the Return of the Jedi, the magic even mm-hmm. is is there even in the deleted scenes. There's no context. It's just like Luke messing with the ma- lightsaber, yep. but the magic is there. And then here it's like it's I like felt, they were creating history back yeah. then, and now it's just like we're I'm talking about a from a storytelling, from a screenwriting <laughs> yeah, right. standpoint. Yeah, it feels like it. The tonal shift. No, it stops taking. It's it stops. Uh, it's too self-aware. That's self awareness is what I'm going for here. It when it starts joking after the after the serious moment happens, it becomes self aware. Like to me, the opening scene is so self aware. Like it feels yeah. like a Simpsons which was, skit. Which was when we first me and Jimmy first talked about like opening night, mm-hmm. you said that to me. You were like, it was too self aware. It's like and Hey I think, guys, we're watching a skit that it's think... like like the Kylo Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah, it right. feels like, like it that. could be side by side with that mm-hmm. skit. I'm holding for but, Hux. Don't you think that this might, I mean, this new trilogy even is, there's a aspect to it that is meta and self-aware. Like the whole thing is about the old trilogy in a way, but doing it again and different. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I think to a certain extent, it's acknowledging who Mark Hamill has become in pop culture. Yes. uh, As opposed to who he was in the, in the original trilogy. So, and here's a weird, here's a weird thing that I'll admit. In some ways, I liked Luke Skywalker in this movie more than I've liked him in other movies. <laughs> yeah. Not because, and, and those movies are my favorite movies, and this movie isn't. Um, yeah. But I but like he, this Mark Hamill. Yeah, like, me um, too. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that Mark Hamill is like, <laughs> he's the character. I love, don't get me wrong, I'm not insulting Kermit the Frog, but he's kind of the Kermit the Frog That's of, right. of That's the Star right. Wars Muppets. That's right. Yeah. Like no one, I don't. He's not supposed to be the guy everybody wants to be yeah. for Halloween. Yeah, he's not the animal or the Fozzie or the yeah. Rolf. The every, you know, like everyone has their favorite Muppet. No we, one, who's we want to be Han Solo. No one was ever like I want to like Luke is my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think this movie made him my favorite character. Right. That's which, what I. That's what I if mean. I had a compliment to this movie, is like wow, I actually really identify and love Luke Skywalker that's, now. Yeah. That's right. He, you, know, you know, maybe he's the closest. Eh, I'm gonna say this, but it's probably not true. Han Solo in the original trilogy was was the representative of of modern man. He was us. He was the closest mm. thing to like what like my father watching the movie in the audience, like making a little joke or something. Where everybody else almost felt like they were in kind of like a stiff fantasy movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Mark Hamill is approaching that in this movie yeah, in a weird sort that's of a good way. Point. Like he's kind of even though. He's playing the Obi-Wan Kenobi role, yeah. which is strange. And that's the part that's hard to get my head around. Because while I like the character they created for him, I'm not sure if I like it for that guy projected to now. That's, I, yeah. That's, I, I'm not sure. And that, so from a writing standpoint. But do you, but from, from a story aspect and writing, don't you feel like Obi-Wan went through that same change? Like, 
The prequels are canon, and we can never get away from that. <laughs> and I think Ewan McGregor is probably the best part of the prequels. But he's a verifiably different human being from then to when we meet him in A New Hope. I yeah. mean, you know what I mean? Like, if you look at those two characters, they're very, they're different. Yeah. Don't you think that there's, that's almost kind of, <laughs> this is what Jedis do. They disappear and come back well, as I, grumpy old men. His reasoning for disappearing is completely it's different. It's different. It's different. But you know what I'm saying, though? It happened before. And I would say Obi-Wan's stance, though, later on isn't quite as um it's more perfect it's more of a mary sue or whatever yeah, you yeah, call it. Yeah. i mean he really is he's a character that has all the answers he, but he also has hope um like i think yoda's more the worry ward and obi-wan's more like i trust that these guys he's more he's <laughs> right. more optimistic yeah. he's less right. pessimistic yeah. whereas in this in in this movie the last jedi uh, I think Luke is more... He's the pessimist. He's the yeah. grump. He's the one. Well, he's the Yoda in that sense. Or, yeah, how kind of Yoda do, Yeah, exactly. As someone... Okay, I think uh, the three of us, we really didn't talk about this, but I love the movie. Jimmy, you feel... I've as, grown to... You've grown to uh, love appreciate it. Appreciate it and, and love it. I, I actually like it. I just have a lot of talking points. I enjoyed watching it. You said uh, lukewarm earlier, so I was... Yeah, lukewarm. Lukewarm. Warm. I'm warm toward right. Luke. Um, no, I... I it's hard for me to quantify how it is because I definitely would give it a thumbs up and I love the conceptual territory it went. I the, so you know my I love the I was born in seventy one so by seventy seven I was like a six year old seeing Star Wars. Wow! And it, you know it you can't changed, really replace that it changed, magic. It, it changed my can't. world. It was my life. I mean, collecting Star Wars cards is what we did in first grade. We saw the toys being introduced. We grew up with that. So it's it's hard for me to even compare. I, I still, I'm not beholden to the originals. I'm not, I'm not somebody I've never seen, uh, the Ewok movies. Um, uh, yeah, I can't, I'm still stunned over here. Yeah. I've, I've never played star Wars battlefront or read all those books or whatever, or any yeah. of that stuff. So I'm not that guy. I'm perfectly fine with them blazing a new trail. Um, but anyway, that's just to explain why, you know, I, it, I liked it as a movie. I have my quibbles. That's, but it's not like they uh, ruined my religion or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is pl- definitely playing with that, though, right? That's what this whole movie's about. Yeah. Is yeah. Don't you think it's a response? Just as Force Awakens is a response to the prequels, sort of, this is a response to fandom? Yeah, it's a, is that and a- I also think it's such a bummer saying that because I feel <laughs> like everything that's rebooted and you know like the star treks and they're all not their own thing anymore they're responses they're just responses to tone and fandom and that can it be its own thing i feel like it still can i feel like they don't have to be responses i, I think after watching this movie i ryan, ryan sorry i call him ryan ryan johnson and his new trilogy could very much be its its own its thing, own thing. Yeah. it, it doesn't re- have to the be Skywalkers a response of the past He's going to move away from them. The, yeah. The, the recent announcement of the Game of Thrones guys doing their series, though, I start worrying that one of them is probably going to be more connected than the other. Does that does that make sense? Like, yeah, 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 one of them's going to be. I don't feel like both of them can totally go off just to their own separate Dude, corners yeah. of the galaxy. It seems too weird. It, like one almost feels like we'll have to play safe. I have a feeling it'll be his. Uh, I don't know why. I just because I, I think it'll be connected maybe to this movie. That's, yeah, well, maybe that's something like like some people. You know, I you know, let's get into other things. And I'll talk. Yeah, about Yeah, we'll the get ending. into other things. Um, but from you can only write so much before things go bad. Yeah. It's true. We've reached a critical mass here of Star Wars stories. There, <laughs> we're we're getting the next one in less than a year. Yeah, and 
the stuff's not special anymore, so they're gonna start getting weird with it, <laughs> which could be amazing, <laughs> it could be great, yeah, or it could be like the worst thing ever. <laughs> well, an excellent. I mean, the the weirdest part about this movie, I think, to me, was that JJ didn't feel involved with it. Not so, at all. So, and I, I've heard things, and it seems crazy to come up with a series where one director does the first movie without any real consideration of the second movie and the third movie, yeah. you know? And it really speaks to the J.J. Abramsness of it. It's yeah. like that whole mystery box thing that he presented with Lost, which is basically... I'm the least fan of this ever. I hate What, it. the mystery I box? I hate it. Well, essentially it is. <laughs> Go ahead. Essentially it is, it's the thing that I wish I could do as a writer. I just want to write the first act and let somebody yeah. else figure it out. You create all the questions. But that's what I don't like about the mystery box uh, term. I just... Yeah. It's it's kind of like hook the audience, but don't worry about paying it off. Yeah, it's, there is there are there aren't pre pre-made answers. Isn't that they, like a they hack, have the though? questions? Isn't that a hack idea? I, I I mean I guess I guess the way to translate it is it's all about eyeballs and worry about the rest. <laughs> yeah. You get the eyeballs. I mean you know? personally, I like to I reverse engineer things. Um, so you know and, what's in the box. And I, I no <laughs> to, no what I'm saying is I I'm with you. Right. I I I think it's. I don't think it's a good idea to write a story Wait, and not know where you're isn't, going. Isn't it bizarre that it seems like that's how the series? I mean, it is. It's, that's how it's going. It's, it is. They don't know where yeah, well, it's going to end. After watching this movie, what could they possibly write for the third one? Well, <laughs> like that, that's the weird thing about this movie. To me, this movie felt more like, like the a end final of the, movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it feels like Act Three. Doesn't feel like a setup for yeah. Act Three. No, I'm, I almost feel like they could be like, and Star Wars is over forever. Yeah, and like it literally and you think, just ends here. And as you think, all of you know, all of those kids are gonna have force powers. And... <laughs> well, they basically said <laughs> you don't want to see Neo go past flying. No, and when you do, you're sad because you never yeah. wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> right. They basically said the characters we care about really don't matter as much as these other people out there that we don't even know uh so it's kind of like the end right it's like we don't need to care about ray and some of these other people anymore these other you know there's hope in the world they will help they will conquer the evil so true (laughs) man so i want to talk about um like the story construction because it's really complicated and uh like jamie had asked the question like what is the log line (laughs) And I really struggled. Yeah, to... and it's, that's why I asked the question, because I didn't have an answer. <laughs> I wanted to see what you'd come up with. Man, I just it's all over the place, you yeah. know? Um, for me, one of the things that's really strange is, um, upon seeing it multiple times, I really think this is Luke Skywalker's story. And I wouldn't have said that from the trailers. I wouldn't have said that from the first viewing. Uh, the reason why you're saying is, they marketed it as Ray's story. It is supposed to be Ray's story. Or, the okay. audience is there now, invested in Ray. Right. Right. And she starts the A story, driving that story. Which to so the A story for me personally, I think is uh, the survival of the resistance. It is the uh, the resistance fleet, Leia all the people on those ships and like the resistance in general. Right. Right. And, and it rests on Luke Skywalker taking action Mm -hmm. and igniting the spark that will save them. Right. So when it starts, the whole first like half hour is Ray is the one who is tasked with making that happen. right? Right. But then when he says, no, she just gets out of there and she is not involved whatsoever in saving the resistance. So it's no longer her driving the story, right, yeah. but the a story be- remains. So it's a, as a screenwriter, 
this is like not what we do we don't like mm -hmm. take the main character out of the a story <laughs> right so like for me luke's action in the end is what ultimately saves the you know saves everything and if luke hadn't acted then the movie's over the resistance is over everything's mm -hmm. done and so for me it, it's luke skywalker's story like luke this movie and and yeah. and ray and kylo are the b story I, I i don't think there's any right or wrong to it yeah you know, because i i think we'd have equal trouble um summarizing empire strikes back yeah that's because true. it does luke's story is kind of separate from han and leia yeah. and then hoth is separate from that and it's kind of all big you know mismatch I think the easier log line is probably the rebels. It's like, yeah. cause they have a goal to escape the bad guys who are chasing them and they're yeah. on their trail before their fuel runs out. So there's yeah. like this ticking clock, yeah, the and, ticking stakes clock and, and the stakes. But I don't think anybody that comes away from that movie would summarize like, Hey, what's, last jedi about i don't think they'd say that's what it was about no i they'd know luke skywalker i know but but, uh, but like watching it now i think that's what it is yeah, about yeah yeah and and the luke skywalker stuff i think you you put it in a neat way um ray's almost like his inciting incident yeah it's an or, his ordinary world is just sitting there drinking blue milk with, a, <laughs> with the nuns he would have literally died on that island yeah, yeah. That's, if that no was, one came that and was his him. goal yeah 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 he was his goal was to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And and then she comes and disrupts things. Yeah. Ray is like a plot point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like she, yeah. He he he's the character arc of the movie. He learns the lesson. He has to overcome yeah. and change to bring about the finale. Yeah. Um so I can kind of I can kind of see that. Cuz for me so the B story like cuz I was the you know trying to think about what it was and it's I had a really hard time with this one because the movie it's, is really it's all over the place. It's not the, the Kylo place. I think it is the Ky Kylo I think, Ray I think it's Kylo and Ray have the same question, which right. is, will they f fulfill their destiny, right? Mm -hmm. Will they realize their full potential of who they are and use that power for good or evil? Which also and, feels like a meta arc, doesn't it? Yes, it is. It almost feels like the, the whole time I felt like it was like the movie saying, can they hold the franchise? <laughs> also, wow. while that I know that's another that's meta good. thing about it, because yeah. like, can we do this? Can yeah. I be the whole thing is about him being the next Darth? Can I do? Can I be the next Darth Vader? Can you be the next Luke? Yeah. Can we do this? Who are we? What? But I also you know? thought that was weird because Isn't you, that what you asked doing, us though? about Finn's story as being the same, kind of the same. But I feel like Ray and Kylo's questions are kind of the same as they are in the first one. You know, like will they become? you know harness their powers for good or harness oh, their powers for evil it's mean, kind of the same you thing you mean rehashing from force awakens. yeah from force yeah. awakens yeah even yeah. for Ky they kind kylo of and they kind Rey. of haven't moved they haven't yeah. moved yeah, yeah. Haven't even moved. yeah and finn that was one of my disappointments actually with the finn story it feels like we're in the same territory was in the last story like it feels like he's done a lot to prove himself and yet he's back in a position of trying to prove himself well yeah. if i could talk on finn for a second yeah. sure. just, um because Finn was my favorite part of Force Awakens. Me too. Um, Me too. Because I thought I thought that a storm, a, 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 like a redacted stormtrooper, yeah, is an idea I never thought of. Yeah, right. And uh, that's a great idea. And I, him in this movie is a confusing lot. But uh, seeing it a second time, what came to me was that he's almost. <laughs> you know you have those friends who were like homeschooled and they didn't have much of a life and then they grow up later. Yeah. You know, like those weird people you know that like needed to have their childhood later in life. He's kind of in this movie, like a young boy looking at everything, wondering what it's about because he never <laughs> had a life, but he's now a man who is going through this 
insane war and resistance that he was never that he was honestly supposed to kill and he's this this young girl is like teaching him all these life lessons and the whole time he's like sitting there wide-eyed like oh 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 (laughs) like (laughs) he's like a young boy experiencing an action movie because he never had the chance to even like talk to human beings before yeah (laughs) so it's a hard character to write because it's like he's he he's not He's presented to the audience as this warrior, but he's actually, like, just this, like, infant. Yeah. And this movie is him, like, almost this other person who has these uh, morality and these values and is trying to teach him about the world and, like, the you know, these are the bad people and these are the good people. And here's who you can trust and you can the whole time. That's true. This movie, Finn, is just kind of like, what? Yeah. What? You know, that's interesting, Guy. That's what I took from it. Yeah. I... I can't. That's a good point. It, you saying that a lot of that makes sense because he's kind of a naive character. Naivete, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the other thing that connects with that that I didn't think of until you said it is there's sort of this question of what is a hero threaded yes. through this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with all po, the arcs, with po, all the arcs, it, that's yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing that you just connected for me. You know, Poe's question is what is a hero? Yeah. He's he's like a leader, a hero. You know, yeah. am I the guy who just charges in, or am I going to you know? make these bigger plans am i han solo or not exactly yeah. <laughs> my hand, and han solo learned that arc in kind of the first movie am yeah, i yeah. just the guy who runs off after that or do i become you know the guy who helps in the in the mission um but finn now according to you which i agree um has that arc as well it's finn is like he thinks he's a hero because he's going to help ray right but that there's no, but his what, what's her name rose rose is like that you're not being heroic you're just taking off you're doing a, you're you're being uh, selfish selfish yeah so yeah he's yeah. he's thinking he's being a hero post thinking he's being a hero uh and so both of them and i'm sure we could make the same case for luke as well in in that regard yeah that's a good so point that he's connected. being yeah by 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 so it's like inaction se- for me though it's being interesting a hero that versus selfish. That. i agree yeah. with what you're saying that he now that you say that he's he's thinking he's being a hero to help ray mm-hmm. um i actually came about a completely different idea which is a youthful of, thought yeah it's, it's, it's really right. it's, it's very egocentric yeah right. yeah. It, it was yeah just sorry before you oh, jump yeah, into your ahead. spot i think luke is thinking like that's how the jedis used to think they thought they were being the heroes but they like, were screwing everything up so it's kind of all tied together a dna threat yeah, that's, that's really BS. smart though and they're also she could also even yeah like you're saying the jedis were actually trying to enact their agenda of what they believe was right yeah, and what they right. wanted the world or galaxy to be. Their, their view of heroes. But yeah. were they really helping is the question. Just like him only right. saving Ray, Is that helping, is anyone, that helping or anyone? Or is that helping or you? Just like the end. And you made an interesting question we'll get into when you asked. God, sorry. Uh, no, no, it's okay. Interrupted you. No, it's okay. He literally says, because I just saw this yesterday. Uh-huh. She calls him a hero. And he says 100% with, with fully genuine, I'm not a hero at the very beginning of the movie. I, I actually think his arc is cynical. Like, he doesn't believe that he can make a difference. Like, he's literally trying to help Ray because he thinks Ray is the one who can make a difference. Like, his, for me, his motivations to make sure Ray will be safe is not out of heroics because I want to save her. It's about he thinks she's the one who can help everybody and he can't. That's a good point. And he does, is not a guy. He's just a fucking stormtrooper who is not heroic. He views, I think he views himself as a cog. His arc, yeah. for me, his arc is learning I can make a difference too, which also is the greater 
one of the greater messages of the movie is we all have it within us to do things to help others to make a difference you know it's like what they say and for i i wouldn't have caught on to that if he didn't say it with such sincerity Mm -hmm. and it's like one of his first lines in the movie is i'm no hero like he says it straight up like stop calling me a hero because i'm not worthy you know so for me it was a cynicism thing and learning and in the end when he's like trying to sacrifice because i agree with you like you ask like does hit rose saving him fuck that up Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. fuck up what the movie is trying to do with his character and i think it does yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) like he was finally gonna lay that hero heroism on the line right be a sacrifice himself for the greater good yeah and then she crashes into him yeah and to me the movie thinks that's enough like it's enough that he wanted to do it i think the movie is trying to say uh we need finn in for another yeah, movie yeah we don't want to kill him yeah we, we but get, he was going to be <laughs> he was going to complete his character arc right, right. and do the heroic yeah. self sacrificial thing it. yes and they think the intent alone but i don't it's, i don't know it's i disagree it's like if bruce willis somehow got saved at the end of armageddon that was, you know, like, <laughs> yes. right, right. Like, then what was the sacrifice? Yeah, for? Yes. he wanted to do it. So. But, it, but, but, I, but you're, I, exactly, Bob. Like, but intention f- is important. I intention mean, like, is important. He, Finn was definitely going to kill himself. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess it's that. enough. I mean, but for me, yeah, right. the movie, his his story is, um, like I can't make a difference. And then by the end, like I can make a difference. Like I can self sacrifice I can sacrifice myself, and I don't need Ray to do something big. My actions well, alone can be important. We could. It was like I feel like it's splitting hairs, but the <laughs> message that Rose gives him, obviously the big line from the movie, the yeah. don't fight what you hate, hold up what you love, or whatever she says. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. technically what she says. I don't think it undermines what he was doing. She's just saying you can be a hero and sacrifice yourself, but you're doing it for the wrong reason right here. Gotcha. I think that's a good point. I don't know if I could actually figure out what he should be doing, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I I don't think she was undermining him being sacrificial. Yeah. I think his only mistake there, if there was a mistake, was that it probably wasn't going to work. Um, yeah, but they were still going to kill the resistance. I, I'm pretty sure that gun would just decimate yeah, that thing. That's you know? a good yeah, point. Yeah. I think his intentions yeah. were actually in the right place. That her crashing into him, which was actually very dangerous and could have killed both of them, yeah, killed which would have been a great twist. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they're both dead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I is it is it too base to say that his arc is just learning? No, I don't <laughs> I think feel, so. I, like I, I know that's what I said earlier. It's just no, it's not at all. The whole movie feels like a child learning about the world. Yeah, because the last one was him waking up and being like, "Well, I'm just gonna fight. They're the bad guys. I will fight." You know? And then and it, he is. It's it yeah. when he when he gets there to Canto Bite and she reveals all this stuff that's eye opening to him when they're leaving Canto Bite. He's he's the one who's then saying like, "I'm so glad we did that." Like that was also yeah. opening his eyes to what. What is even corruption? Like, he didn't even understand it, right. and but, now he does, you know? Right. That's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. that's what, I guess, DJ's purpose is and stuff, is to kind of feed you with, you know, war is more than just black and white, you yeah. know, evil versus good. Right. So, I love his character in yeah. the movie. I really do. He, even yeah. in a sense, that probably is some of the learning that Finn gets. You know, there's shades of gray here. I wasn't just evil when I was a stormtrooper versus I'm not just good now because I'm this. Yeah, you know? it's good. It's a lot of a lot of themes. That means also Finn's mere existence asks the question: What are stu- stormtroopers? Yeah. Yeah. Do it's they all lot. have yeah. this potential and stuff that could be exploited? Later. I think there's too many things in the movie, but oh no, I don't thing. want it to be exploited. <laughs> no, no, I don't want that to be asked in this movie. I'm yeah. just saying, like maybe Ryan Johnson could explore that later. Like if stormtroopers can be 
uh, reverted. Yep. That's that's huge. That is a huge. I mean, it's one. a huge thing. Yeah. You know, they're they and are not feels, mindless drones. And they it are feels human. Worthy of asking, given the fact that we've seen you know six movies with them, five movies mm-hmm. with them. No, yeah. yeah, no, but it's that's something that interests me. Like from a writing aspect, I've always asked this about Tolkien. Um, there's got to be orcs that are like this. Why are we doing this? Yeah. I don't understand why we're fighting mm-hmm. for something we can't even see. <laughs> I've minions always interest me a lot. So yeah. I would love if he explored. Uh, like Finn, maybe uh, like Finn's ultimate goal is maybe f- awakening other right. stormtroopers and stuff. Yeah, that would that would be awesome. that would interest me so much. But we're not talking about the future. I know that it's not so, yet. Yeah, we're still talking about last what, Jedi. Uh, so, so what do you guys think? Uh, do you think that um, Ray had a compelling goal in the movie? I I think Ray is the hard one for me to know. Here's the thing: when Ray shows up there. I'm not sure that I totally buy her urgency to be trained. You know, I, I don't quite, but th- that might be more of a problem with the force awakens. You know what I mean? Like, like that. She really, really is such a Luke Skywalker fanboy that she wants to get trained by the best. <laughs> and, uh, why she stays there. There's really no urgency when he first throws the lightsaber right. over and stuff. Like I could see her just shrugging and being like, I'm getting out of here. Just this guy's in. a jerk. <laughs> well, yeah. you're not doing anything for me. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and so why she stays there and stuff is even my memory of it is even a little muddled in my brain. So maybe you, I know you just saw it yesterday. So maybe you, she's well, isn't it the reputation of Luke Skywalker. I think it is. The the reputation. With, yeah. It's the reputation and that she, I mean, she even said like, the entire resistance is uh re- relying on this so yeah. i think the stakes of like the resistance relying on his action are what keeps her there but also pretty quickly upon her arrival she starts hearing voices and things like that that keep her there right um it's only like the third scene so, with her that she starts hearing the did, voices on the so yeah i, I might have muddled that a little bit so is her motivation to actually bring him back into the fight yeah definitely. And, then, and then his compromise to that she eventually convinces him to just train like i'll he, train you and you can go and back you can do it he he wants That's to he measure. wants exactly he wants to half-assedly awaken her uh connection to the force so right. she can just go and be the luke skywalker right. they need exactly like yeah. do you feel like um the like talking about ray and everything like the overarching theme of like this whole movie is uh characters who don't think they can do it it's failure yeah oh oh well not just failure like it seems like everyone fear your fear of failure fear, no or just the characters that don't think they're the one that can do anything yeah even down to Kylo. I think there's a val the question of what is my value is a huge yes. question yeah, in this yeah. movie. I, Who am I and what am I worth? Yeah. I, I, I heard I heard another screenwriter say recently that there's only two kinds of character arcs. Okay. Ooh. And I don't know that I necessarily Good, keep it simple for yeah. me. Yeah. I'll take it. So I'll take I, it. I don't know that I necessarily I wish that this. was Yeah, I wish that was true. <laughs> but it's it's a good shorthand. So he says you either learn to care more or you get self confidence. And they're the only two character arcs. Okay. And in this case, self-confidence would be what you're saying. Yeah. Um, or caring more. They're kind of... But they could all be based down to uh, learn to care more or gain self-confidence. That, that was, I love that. that. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a simple... Well, uh, they all definitely hand. care in this movie. I don't think care is... Uh, except for Luke. Luke, Luke is yeah, a care. Yeah. The two stories... I guess he's right if you just apply it to this movie. <laughs> yeah, Luke, exactly. is, he learns to care more and the others all learn to have confidence. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. You're right. Yeah, Luke <laughs> knows what the fuck he's doing. He's like, I just don't... I'm, I'm detached from all of this. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's ever a doubt in Luke's mind that he could help. Yeah. I think he just doesn't... I'm on this island. I like the milk. What do you want? 
That could yeah. be. I don't want to leave. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's. I've never heard that before, Jamie. That's, that's interesting. I heard it and it stuck with me. So I'm going to use. That's going to be a test. We'll test it out over the Ooh, course like of this that. podcast. I like to, that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jamie, you were saying something. Yes, we interrupted. Sir. What was I saying? Oh, no. Something I, brilliant. I, something amazing. Um, something amazing. Yeah, right. So just repeat um, amazing. No, brilliance. I. I uh, we were talking about Ray's motivation and. Uh, oh, where she we're fits. just asking about her. You know, does she have a compelling do you guys, goal? Do you guys, as sc- screenwriters, do you feel like Ray gets lost in this movie? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I, like, I even seen. I only saw it that opening night. I I've only seen it that one time, but read a lot about and been thinking about it a lot. I do need to see it again, um, and that's why I barely remember what she was doing. I remember all of Luke's stuff. That's telling in itself. Yeah, but I barely remember why she was there, or what she was there. I remember that she's talking to Kylo. I remember, you know, but I I lose a lot, and I I couldn't remember at all what happens to her after she leaves the planet. And I think cause not much. Um, so this so reminds the, me of one of your points. So the, so the throne room that, that yes, exactly okay, what I was so looking for. Is, so the th- so that's her scene. If there was so, a scene in the movie, that's but here's her scene. the thing. Yeah. In the end, in the end, it's consequential because she is just in time is there to lift the rocks, right? If she wasn't there to lift the rocks, Kylo gets them all and kills them all, right? right. And if she didn't learn from Luke how to connect herself with the Force, then that wouldn't have happened either. But the throne room itself, once it ends, she looks out the window and says, you can stop them now from killing all of my friends. And he doesn't do anything. So at the moment, for a good part of the movie, it's like inconsequential. Like when the scene ends and everything... That, like I wouldn't say it's like, inconsequential though. It's she, the character thought. Yeah, it was going to affect. That's true. That's true. She the character was, thought she was on a yeah. mission, and it turned out that it turned she out was she wrong. Fit. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little like the old Raiders of the Lost Ark. You yeah. know, just let the Nazis get the Ark and they'll die. Or right. Something. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. That's <laughs> right. But exactly. She, but, that, right, but, exactly. but after that, she disappears for like twenty five minutes, and she doesn't show up again until she's with uh chewy is firing the guns like i like this this is fun yeah (laughs) i i will say though the connection between her and kylo of course has ramifications for the future yeah let's talk about the throne room scene okay like just in general and, and that's really the scene like for me i was a little bit disengaged with a lot of the movie early on like this is why i think i don't love 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 it but then when we got to that throne room that's when I became engaged. Yeah. That's when I, I decided I loved the movie. Yeah. Was I, that scene. I, that that made me sit up. And it's almost impossible the fact that watching that scene, I didn't know what the answer was going to be. I honestly thought Kylo might become a good guy at that scene. I honestly thought Ray maybe becomes kind of this you know gray character me or too. something where i didn't know what was going to happen well, and pulling that off is really a feat it's yeah. not just not just his answer but also like in that moment in that entire scene i didn't know the three th- there's three huge things that happened which was snoke dies and he reveals that her parents are nobodies and then um kylo and her have the discussion of is he going to turn and all that stuff like you just said about Kylo's turning, the other two, I also didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. and the two things happened in a way that I was like, I was so ready to be bored by the answers. <laughs> yeah, and they happened in the in the exact opposite way yeah, I was it, expecting. It, yeah. So yeah. that's when I was like, all right, I'm down. 
Whatever you're doing, I don't care. I'm down with this movie. If, if Snook leaned back and said, let me tell you, Ray Kenobi. Yeah. And sadly, that's what the fans want. wanted. I, but yeah. fans want things that, that, you know, that's why we have writers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because, you know, if you just give fans what they want, new characters would die. The, the bad guys would be killed. And Luke know? would just be like some kind of superhero samurai that and would that show up and kill everyone. There would be and no obstacles wouldn't... or conflicts. You yeah. know, writers are there to punish the characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Which yeah. means punish the audience. I mean, that's what we're there to do, right? We're there to kind of torture the audience and then give them release in the end by giving them something positive or something <laughs> but we're kind of there to do that so so yeah i think uh anyway i, I totally forgot what you said oh i was just saying how they're the, the all the huge things that happen in that scene in outside that scene. of the fighting oh, yeah the yeah. Kenobi the, thing, yeah the kenobi thing and i think the biggest one for me is her parents being no one because yeah. to me that was just saying that was number one defining what these movies are now yeah and, and uh it kind of goes with everything we were saying before about the script. Like it, she, she cares and she didn't know why. And now she doesn't, <laughs> she knows less why yeah. like there's no, she, now she knows that there's no reason for her to be her anymore. Yeah. They, they do, they do hint at this thought that she doesn't believe she's special because she knows her parents aren't special. And that the answer to that question then says, okay, are you going to harness what you really are now that you know that your definition of special like is, out the, is out the window it's gone and like i guess that's a meta choice is too. the only thing you have yeah. there's it's, no other and again as God some of you there. saw the movie yesterday is is, <laughs> is i feel like we should have saw it too I know, yeah exactly welcome to a podcast we have never seen see, a movie and we talk about a movie I saw, twice. I saw twice i, I only saw it once so i didn't I'm mean kidding. i wasn't like Knows in it, like. no, no. I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm using your memory as yeah, a, uh, you got the precious, yeah, yeah, yeah. Precious picture. So, did she care? I, I, this is just something I don't remember that she's special, or did she just is that is that a motivating factor? Did she need to be special? I just because I, I remember from the first movie, she cared that they were going to come back. It seemed to me, she knew. in that scene that she knew she wasn't because and, Kylo says and, my favorite line in the movie, yeah. say it. Is when he says, he says say when it. When he says say it, because she And, and she to knows me, it. that's her self-doubt. Like, okay. I am not worthy of yeah. what is being expected of gotcha. me you know, because my parents What's... are not Kenobis or Skywalkers. They're just some drunks, the you know? The genius part of fandom is, is that now, like, the movie is all about how the speculation for years was wrong. <laughs> and then people are already speculating that she actually, her parents, he's lying. Yeah. I'm that's like, some bullshit. You're missing the well, point. So, <laughs> like, so there is a part of me though, that feels like this is bad improv. Yeah, okay? I agree. So in, improv, what's the only rule of improv? It's yes. end. so <laughs> yeah. the, the one rule of improv, if you ever do improv is never deny what the other person set up. So you, you can't say something like, uh, and I'm not saying that this was even presented this way. I think fans took it and ran with it. But you can't say something like, uh, Ray is the descendant of somebody great. No, that doesn't matter. You know, that's, <laughs> that, that's what you can't do in improv. And there were a lot, there was a, kind of a lot of that in this movie. And I think that's this mystery box filmmaking and stuff that yeah. the twist was 
There's no twist. There's no twist. Yeah. But the, that's a huge twist, well, right? I, for these movies especially. I, I for can, their genre and their franchise. It's dangerous with, when you have a huge, rabid fan base that likes to speculate. <laughs> and, oh, I'm not saying it made yeah. people happy, dude. Yeah. I, 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 it's yeah. it's like the... Remember the last episode of The Sopranos? Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody wanted to see what the big cathartic finale was. And instead, the twist was, there is no finale. They're just eating french fries. Yeah. And they might die or they might they go might on. They might die. They yeah. might not. It's your call. Yeah. And, th- and that angered a lot of people. A lot of people thought that's brilliant because you could never satisfy us never. with a great yeah. ending. There's really no true satisfying ending to anything, right? Breaking I mean, like... Bad. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Right. It's stuck Okay, fine. Back to the future, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We'll just keep going back to back. <laughs> but another point to that, though, is it's kind of a setup payoff thing where a lot of these things are set up payoffs. Like even even like Leia in space and stuff like that. It was like, she's dead. No, she isn't. I know. Um, yeah. Luke, uh, he sacrificed himself. No, he didn't. No, yes, he didn't. He did. Yes, he did. It's like, <laughs> it's like, how many times can you pull that? Yeah. I, I'm not sure how many times you can pull that. I'm not yeah. sure that it totally worked for me, especially with the Luke one. That one might have been one too many. Yeah. I'd have been like, just leave them alive. Like, pull what they didn't get out. Yeah. Give us the are message saying, yeah. and saying, keep them alive. <laughs> are you saying that, to clarify what you're saying, are you saying that the movie was doing that ruse to us as the audience? Like, yes. yes. Too, too many times. Too many I, times. I think they rug pulled on us so many times many. that it, it almost got to the point that it was one too many it re- it lessened the resonance of the big moments yeah because you, you almost want to sit it's almost like there's moments like a performer would do where you you tell a joke and you wait for the laugh you wait to for die. the laugh to <laughs> die yeah it was like maybe hitting us with one, one two too many three four yeah like, i'll laugh yeah. make you cry you know um yeah uh, but there were a lot of those that seemed like a, a central gimmick that was being used. Yeah. Also, that that part of it does kind of seem like the the auteur nature of Ryan Johnson, Could doesn't be. it? That's like, true. It doesn't. It's nothing that another Star Wars movie ever felt like it was doing. No. <laughs> it's just another in a long series of things. This movie does not feel like a Star Wars movie right. in a lot of ways, yeah. but in a great way. Oh, man, I'm, yeah, this is all, <laughs> such a hard. It's a hard movie to talk about, definitely. It's, yeah, it, it, the setup have thing. It would have reminded me of, and I'm not even sure that this is really valid for this, but um, Terry Rossio's website, Word Player, he used to talk about this this idea for setups. It's and the payoffs. best, by the way. Yeah, it's you still need to go. It's there. still the best, and nobody goes there because it's old. Yeah, it looks, it looks like, like it looks like Terry Rossio is the guy who wrote the Pirates movie. Pirates, Pirates, Shrek, movies, Small Soldiers, Shrek, um, Small Soldiers. <laughs> Um, so many Zorro, um, all these right, right. Yeah. tons. Um, yeah. We'll get to his little monsters. <laughs> you know, um, Did he write little monsters? That was his first. I think oh, him, awesome. and, him and this guy Ted Elliott. Yeah, uh, but he's I think Ted's retired or something. I love most of his career. Well, so. he's got these columns yeah. online that even I think non-screenwriters would appreciate because he has a different way of speaking about it. But he has this notion of door door A, door B, and door C. Okay, and he says most most things have a door A and B. Are raised parents important? Yes. Are raised parents important? No. And he always says the challenge of a screenwriter is to give us door C. And door C is often the combination of A and B is, is the way it would be, you know. And I, I kept going back to that with these kind of yes or no things. Like it seemed like he was surprising us by doing – like it's easy to surprise people in a Game of Thrones episode by killing someone. Yeah. You know, that's door A or B. Well, they'll never kill – oh, my God, they killed someone. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> you know, that's, that's why Game right, of Thrones right. works so well. Um, but the door C, that's what Breaking Bad, I think, always did so well when I used to watch Breaking Bad. So I would always figure out door C, and I'd be like, wow, how did they figure that yeah. out? That was awesome that they figured it out. 
Can I, you give a Dorsey example from a movie? I, I, just, to, just to help with clarifying. Well, you. Do, do you need it? I don't no, know. No, I don't need. Uh, no, yeah. You understand? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, well, give, I'm asking for I an example. I can give you the clarification he gives that's simple. Okay. Um, Breaking Bad would be the perfect way uh, to do it, but I don't. My memory might fail me, so I don't want to do it. Like, I keep thinking of how he, like, got out of the tape scene. Like, when, well, I, I won't go into that one. Okay. Because I, I won't remember. Here's the one they give in the, in the, in the website. Um, a gun goes off. And now I'm going to have to do this from memory. I screwed <laughs> up. Um, two people are wrestling. A gun goes off. Did the one person die or did the other person die is, is kind of the, um, the typical A and B. And then... He would always be like, C, like, what's C? And it might be like, the gun went off, and then the first person felt bad, so they rushed them to the hospital. Or I mean, that's right. a horrible yeah, example. Yeah. Okay. No, but, but it's, 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 it's also... Or the gun went off and killed a guy in the corner. It's, exactly. Okay. It's or, similar to the Coen the brothers said this. Or both of them died. You, <laughs> you know, it's, if, or the, if it you wasn't can, that gun, it was a gun over here. Yeah. If you can get yourself, if you can get your character into a situation where you, you just, you every single thing you come up with, there's no way they could get out of it. Right. You know, and then that will force you to come up with the Dorsey, which mm-hmm. is something that we would never think of, you know, to get out of the situation, it's, it's a dangerous it's the, prospect yes. too. Because there, there's are those can be eye rollers. Is that too. a good? Is that a good? Uh, yeah, the, good comparison. The, the Breaking Bad one, and this is a spoiler for Breaking Bad people. I'll try to do it by memory. Is when his um, brother-in-law finally caught him. Did you watch Breaking Bad? Oh I, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so his brother-in-law finally caught him, and he like gave him like a day. He said, "I'm bringing you in tomorrow." So door A would be, "I'm bringing you in." Are you going to go? Door B would be, "He runs for it," and instead door C was. I have all these tapes and evidence that you're going to go down with me. That's Dorsey. Yeah. You know, so, okay. so that's how he got out of it. Breaking Bad did it like on a weekly basis, which is why I was so impressed by that show. It's like every week they find a Dorsey. <laughs> and I'd be like, wow. They found without Dorsey. betraying the characters, too. Without betraying yeah. the characters, yeah. without being. Yeah, you got to find a way that it's organic and yeah, not yeah, contrived. Yeah. So yeah. it can't, the anvil falls from the sky. You know, so, like, <laughs> oh, look at this hole in another dimension. I'll jump through it. Yeah. Because yeah, that's a constant thing I'm dealing with, like, with the reading scripts is um, this feels contrived rather than something that would actually happen. So that's, it's got to feel that's like a it's a tricky thing. Yeah. With Dorsey, it's, Dorsey sure. has to has to feel like it's the thing that would happen, but it's coming up with that reversal of expectation and going, holy shit, that is exactly what would happen. But it's also something that like the audience never would have thought about. Yeah. I also feel like uh, being not, I don't want to call myself a professional of watching um, bad or weird, obscure movies. You're as professional as that I, gets. I, I as guess close to I, a profession as it is. And if that was a profession, I would probably <laughs> yeah. be pretty good. You should good put at that it. on your taxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, the one thing that me and uh, my cohort in doing that have also realized is that it kind of feels like a Dorsey is that because of those movies and the way they're made and when the way they were made in the VHS days is that they didn't have the time and production and like no one was paying attention. So it seems like a lot of Dorsey's just happened just happened because they don't know how to finish the movie yeah. and they had to change something. <laughs> and so it's weird because they become more enjoyable because there's like, what. What? 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 Yeah. Yeah. There's just a bunch of like the movie takes this like just hard left, and it's like that's how you're finishing the story out. <laughs> amazing. Well, you know, <laughs> even though it's terrible, it's amazing. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. I, off offline. <laughs> yeah. They do it because of production, not because of idea. <laughs> I, and, and that's they they kind of always say that, right? They always that's one of those tropes that they tell filmmakers is 
is the lack of budget will actually help you be more creative. Yeah, Jaws. Jaws. The shark is a good idea. Not working, right. Um, But we were talking offline about how characters are really why we come to movies and interesting Mm -hmm. characters. For For me, that is definitely true. But I also really appreciate the Dorsey's of the world, the cleverness of, of writing and things like that. The people that come up with these kind of things, I take notice of that usually. And I sit up and I'm like, that's a screenwriter that I really admire and would like to be like when they come up with this, these clever things. Oh, I love when, when I see something that I never would have come up with. And I'm like, that's awesome. Right. You know, when, when, a, when a movie make not like I'm a great writer, but when a movie makes me feel like a hack, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I love those moments when I'm sitting in a movie theater. I'm like, holy shit, that is so clever. Exactly. That's yeah. genius. Yes. Not yeah. kind of a rare thing, though, right? With blockbusters. With blockbusters, I mean, yeah. yeah. There, there are a few of them. Yeah. I'll, I think I'll, if I had to name one that kind of surprised me in that way, in a script right away, it would be Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kingsman's a very clever movie. Clever. You know, that I... I'm jealous of the if you if the screenwriters make me jealous and Kingsman's that's what I mean. That's what I mean. If as, the screenwriting makes me jealous, as a writer of that its movie mm-hmm. achievements. I walked out of that movie jealous of all the aspects of that movie. Yeah, I was yeah. like, in every way, I was like, I'm jealous of every yeah, I, moment, I the build up, and mm-hmm. yeah, I wish I was a part of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that's a weird pull. No. Yeah, that no, definitely. the whole script just felt clever. The payoffs were great, and it did things I was not expecting. The Dorseys. The Dorseys. Now I have a name Dorsey's. for it. I yeah. didn't. I didn't know that term. So we, I wish you. I had a better example for it, but uh, that's a Dorsey. You'll think of them right when we stop. No, yeah. so. <laughs> this would have been good to <laughs> this talk been about. A great Dorsey. <laughs> just go watch Breaking Bad and read. Yeah, Terry's on a daily. Yeah, I mean, Terry's that's not, Dude, great. you don't have to tell me twice. Yeah. I have. I've watched that. What's like three the name times, of it, so. Jamie? Terry's column. What's the I don't know the name of that column. I mean, he's got, that's a problem. He has like 36 columns. What's but... the name of the website? Oh, uh, Word Player. Word Player. Word yeah. Player. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's get back to uh... Last Jedi. <laughs> Last Jedi for a little bit. Okay, well, let's what? talk about... Last we got what? F- <laughs> yeah, what? I know now we're just talking about Dorsey's. Um, we were at the throne room scene, but uh, let's talk about uh, Luke's arc. Because I feel like we talked about Luke, we didn't talk about his full arc, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you want to talk about the does... theme of the movie? That's a big discussion. No, it's not. It's almost the same yeah. thing. Same thing. Isn't same it? thing. Yeah. yeah. So we it's also, tough I would for love me. to talk about the Yoda I'll tell you, scene I'll too. I'll tell you what. So I think it's either. I think it's two things. I think it's. I I feel like on one hand you could argue he's. It's another one of those value discussions. He's basically saying like I have no value to these people i'm only gonna i'm only gonna harm things i'm not gonna hurt things i mean i'm not gonna help things but you know i really think it's the spiritual connect disconnection it's a it's a reconnecting with the force like a a, a gaining spiritual connection because he's because because for me the big the big uh midpoint of the movie actually is the moment he reconnects with leia yeah so he has this moment where he's you know he he's said out loud that he's disconnected from the force and like so that's why like upon watching this movie i the for like the fourth time i realized and i don't agree with this creative decision but i think this movie is saying all the crazy shit that is happening all of the death all of the, dis- the destruction the rise to power the first order 100 percent. this movie places the blame on luke skywalker and his decision to during the failure at the school to pack up and say fuck this i'm done 
I give up instead of learning from his mistakes and training more Jedi to help. He gives up. And this movie basically poses, in my opinion, if he didn't do that, there would Snoke wouldn't have risen to power. There, there would be the There's republic. Left to fear, the republic, yeah, the republic. Okay. So this movie is like blaming all that shit on his disconnecting from spiritual spirituality. So I, I didn't think that the first time through, but I really think that that's what this is about. So like, when he reconnects with the Force and, and uses it to like spark, you know, the rebellion again and save everybody then for me that's the arc but i don't know is is it is it value i don't know uh wrong no <laughs> dude i would love that i would love that you, oh, fuck thanks you, everybody dude. for listening yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah it can remember it can only be self-confidence or learning to care she fit no learning to care well then yeah, learning, learning to care i'm right? just kidding yeah. i'm just kidding. i don't think his confidence is ever compromised is it and uh, he seems like I he's, he's I think he lacks, lacks confidence, confidence in his really? ability I, to help. I think he gets his mojo back. His bit. mojo. Yeah. yeah his force. The force. He gets the force back. What do you think, there, Jamie? Is there think... a difference between doubting your ability to do something versus doubting if you're doing the right thing? Yeah. Because that's different than confidence. Uh, I, I, I think, think so. I, I think they're both confident. Because to me, he seems like he knows he could do stuff. Uh, he knows he could actually like come back and do some samurai but, but shit. But knowing you but, can do stuff and knowing that that's working. That that's, has value. That has value. And, and I think that's a confidence thing. So he's a little both columns. On... Yeah, I think so. I think he needs to. So, yeah, there you go. Care and care. confidence. He's both characters. He's both. Yeah, because for me, like, it was that like. That really boils it down yeah. so violently. Dude, I, I I'm going to use that works, from now we'll, on. We'll test it. I like we'll it. it. We're going to yeah. test it it's, in every it single one. It makes things a lot easier, right? Like. Um, for me, the big moment for Luke is uh, he, and again, I didn't get this the first time. The first time around, I was like, I was kind of like every single time Luke, something with Luke happened, I was like, oh, this, I you were reeling. This. Man. I hate this. Right. <laughs> but now that I understand it, like, uh, so uh, like the first time I was listening to the Yoda conversation and I was, I was on the side of uh, Red Letter Media guys. I was like, Yoda doesn't talk like this. Yoda's the Jedi master who's serious. The jokey Yoda is not the well, real Yoda. if you get a few drinks in Yoda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But I was like, who's this jokester? That's not Yoda. Yoda's right. the other guy. And, but anyway, um, you know, when, <coughs> when Yoda tells Luke, like, failure is the greatest teacher, Luke has, this, he sits back and he goes, like, he has this moment of revelation yeah. and realizing, like, oh, I was supposed to learn from when I failed to teach the Jedi before, and I'm supposed to do something right. than more than just right. the, yeah. It's it's interesting to hear you say that. And again, maybe if I saw the movie more than once on the night it came out, I'd have a better opinion about this. But I just my memory of it, I was taking like the failure is the greatest teacher kind of thing, which also I think there's a whole bunch of words that sound like uh themes in this movie there's yeah the, there's the whole thing about that that you mentioned that rose says to finn um there's all these different yeah. things oh no it's, it's too it's much hitting you in the face yeah in the mottos. face yeah, yeah. yeah. here's it's, the lesson everyone it's yeah. like an aesop's fable book smashed into itself it's really <laughs> on the nose so, so the question it's is really on the nose yeah, yeah. The question yeah. is you know were they just throwing those were those just kind of lines of dialogue were there lots of messages here which yeah. i'm sure many movies have lots of messages i think there's too many was there a central theme i think he viewed every arc as having its own message its own message, it's message. yeah i think that's a good point uh and yeah the yoda thing is is luke's message right and I, I keep Finn. wanting to come yeah. back because it's very easy to say 
failure is the greatest teacher or whatever kind of thing that could tie to anything in, in a character arc. Almost. Yeah. That's almost as, uh, which, so that's why I'm going to keep that as my central theme. Yeah. And the part I, if I saw it last night, like you, maybe, I, <laughs> maybe I'm going to talk myself out of it. Next time invite I'm, Jamie, man. Yeah, what you doing? Yeah. Shit. You yeah. Will, <laughs> next time I'll, I'll get, give you a text. <laughs> yeah. I would have You're bought shit. popcorn or something. Um, I've never but, seen jeal- jealous of uh, preparedness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jamie has a kid, level, man. Yeah. I don't have a kid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so if I if I would have seen it though, maybe I would talk myself out of this. But I kept coming back to the failure was him trying to kill Kylo, and you're the failure you're going to probably is more right than what I have, which is closing down the Jedi, yeah. giving up on the Jedi. He gave up. But so so here's the way I came at it. I came at it that maybe the arc is is giving up on hope. Yeah. Like and there's a lot it, of it statements applies, about hope right. in the movie. So he was trying to heavy handedly kill Kylo and take matters into his own hand, hands and shut everything down. That to me was like giving up on hope, giving up on optimism towards people. And that's a thread that goes back to Obi Wan Kenobi in the original movies, because I think Obi-Wan always had hope and optimism towards you right. know, the Jedi yeah. and that we will win. And uh, I think Luke closed that off. So this was Luke kind of getting back to the Obi-Wan of it. Yeah. You know, and, I, and that's going that's back kind of... to the best moment in the prequels easily, which is when he screams, you know, you were the you one, were the you're chosen the chosen one. one. Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. you meant when you screamed, no. <laughs> well, that too, obviously. When, when Vader screams, when Grant Vader screams, no. Best, the best part, you, know, you say the best part of the trilogy or the original. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. Prequels. 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 It's easy to get. But no, that, I mean, that's like a great moment in film. I mean, even the film it's in, but you know, like when he's, when he screams that, the, yeah. that's the loss that's when he became the Obi-Wan in yeah. New Hope. When he was like, well, <laughs> I guess nothing matters because you were born like Jesus and nothing matters. So, it doesn't, yeah, I, you're, you're in a fire pit. Okay. But do you, I guess, do you feel, <laughs> I don't know how to ask this question about, we're talking about Luke's arc. Yeah, not to interrupt, but super quick. I think one way I learned to think about arc, it's really simple. I mean, people get all lost in arc and stuff. But you just kind of look at it. How is Luke different from the beginning Getting of the movie the to the end? He's yeah. pretty damn different. He's pretty damn different. Yeah. So it's just a question of, in the beginning, he was a guy who wanted to be alone in an island and just die with nobody bothering him. Yeah. And then in the end, he actually intervenes to save the 10 rebels. So then it'll spark maybe something. Um, exactly even so if it fails spark. he was still down to do yeah, it yeah he did it yeah where yeah. in the beginning he thought if he took any action it would only make things worse where in the yeah. end he was willing to go out there and take the action so whatever the internals are that got him there or the lessons learned that got him there that's that's his arc yeah and there's a few ways you could there's a couple that. ways yeah. yeah that brings us kind of full circle to what you were saying at the beginning that when you were talking we, uh, listen to us talk about ray's arc and we're kind of all lost right but Luke is kind of well-defined. Like, yeah. What you said, it's his movie. It's his movie. And I didn't think that. Which it should be. It should be. But but it, it goes against conventional wisdom because he's only in it for like 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, God, is it really only? No, it's, it has to be like not, half an hour. It's like 20 minutes. But I'm saying like he's in it Jimmy for Jimmy saw day. it last night. Yeah. But he knows. <laughs> he knows. Hey, man, I wrote it down. He had a stopwatch. Um, <laughs> um, no, but he's. I guess I never thought. He's in it for a short. That, that was like up for question to me. When you brought that up at the beginning, when I said about. Whose him, movie is it? I always thought it was. 
his his movie i didn't think so dude his head's the biggest on the poster of course yeah, yeah. no i know but i think the audience is there yeah, now I, for i, thought I don't it was... think so i don't agree the I, old audience is there for luke but I, I that's thought, who these people are yeah i i thought he was it was his movie the way it was han solo's movie in the last movie even though it was Ray's movie. Which I don't movie. agree with. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel like Force Awakens is Han Solo's movie. Yeah. Well, going... What I'm I do not is, like Force Awakens, though, so... Yeah. I'm a different, of a different opinion. Yeah, no, I, I don't think... Yeah. I think the first movie was Han Solo's movie in quotes, but I think it was really Ray's story. It was Ray's story. Was that's Ray's what I'm story. saying. But for me, this is... I would is definitely say Luke's... it was Ray's... That was Ray's movie, and me... that's why I don't like Force Awakens, because right. I <laughs> want it to be Han's Han movie. Han Solo's no movie. Quotes. It should be Han Solo's and, movie. Yeah. Yes. And I yeah. thought this movie, going into it, was... I, I didn't think it was Luke's movie the way you know, you're know you saying. I thought it was Luke's movie the way it was Han Solo's movie in The Force yeah, Awakens. Yeah, so yeah. So it is kind of a revelation to me that it's Luke's movie. I, I don't know. Would It's hard. You haven't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, his actions are the ones that ultimately are affect save the right, save right. The, the rebellion. So for me, yeah. No, I think that I don't think it's really arguable. Uh, I th- his his arc is really defined. I mean, yeah. as far as differences from beginning to end, yeah, it's pretty different. I, so. so the only reason I'd say that to me that's tricky is because he doesn't do a lot in the movie. He yeah. basically says no, 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 no. Okay, I'm gonna burn it down, <laughs> and now I'm back. You yeah, know? not to not to diminish it. I, no. I think it's earned. I think it's yeah, it's definitely earned. earned. But he's not fighting or doing anything. Yeah, he's just basically sitting there saying I'm not going to do anything for so long. And a lot happens in the movie. Yeah. By a lot of other characters taking action. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think he, do you think he needed, would the movie feel even more earned if it wasn't just Yoda that incited him to do something? I, I think it could be like, like, like the battle comes to the Island or I thought it was going to come to the Island and force him into it. It dies during the battle. (laughs) And there'd be a Kylo trick. I thought, That Leia was going to die in that the that attack in the salt yeah. field or whatever that you want to call that place, and that he would feel it, and that was going to be ah. that was what I thought was going to happen is that he would feel Leia die at the hand of the First Order, and then he'd be like, "Well, fuck this," wow. you know, and that would yeah. be the only thing that could make him do it. And I was completely wrong. So, <laughs> but I thought that's where the script would go. I, but like, that's who, uh, once again, that's had, the obvious yeah, thing yeah. to do, though. So. Well, ca- character arcs are tricky that way. Like, is his character arc earned? Is the real question. How was it earned? Can we track how it was earned? Yeah. Was it really just a bunch of philosophical discussions that eventually earned his his thing? Philosophical discussions by others by or Ray, by him? By, by Ray? Him, Yoda, I think it's just his action that he took it upon for for after everything that had happened. He due to his inaction he redeemed himself in the end because yes, all the rebellions dead because of him, but it's going to survive. And he even says it with his own words, you know, today the rebellion is reborn. Um, It's going to live on. um, And the fight has just begun. And that's because he's there and he's like the spark, you know? And so I would say it's earned through his action, not through through anything he said. Do you know what I mean? But you're saying tracking it leading up to that. Yeah. What what brought about his change to take that action? Uh, well, he, t- I, f- he Yoda doesn't Yoda, co- Yoda doesn't right. come to him though until he reconnects. He has disconnected, and the first time he reconnects, like, like to me, this movie is arguing that 
Like, he didn't know Han Solo was dead. And the reason he didn't know any of this shit was happening is he disconnected literally from the Force. He couldn't feel any of this stuff. He hasn't talked to Leia through this for all these years, for, like, Kylo's whole life, right? Like, and then, like, Rey says this stuff, and she starts going through her trials and tribulations, and he finally says, okay, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to talk to Leia, and he connects with her, and they feel each other, and then Yoda shows up. Yoda shows up when he decides to like reconnect, you know, he takes action. Um, so I, I do think it's through his actions, you know, and then he's like, I'm going to burn it down. You know, yeah. like he's about to like, yeah, I, I think, I think you had a key point in writing. It's like, you don't want a character arc. And I see a lot of this in new writers where they, they set up the character arc and then they just change. The it end. just happens. It's just magical. Yeah. They, almost like they're checking a box. Right. Like they know they need a character arc. So when they're done, they kind of tack on on page 90, the character arc, and it's just done. Yeah, it's unearned. It's unearned. But what you you kind of describe, there's milestones. Yeah, little, yeah. There's like, and and you need almost a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Um, Sometimes actually when I will outline one of my new screenplays, I'll actually do a separate outline right in the side that I actually track the beats of the character arc. That's fantastic. Just to make sure that it has a beginning, middle, and end. Just to make sure that there's a progression. That we see. Things do being do, things yeah. that the character doing things, yeah, not sure, just saying things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it feels earned, and that's yeah. what you mean by feeling earned. So yeah. it sounds like it sounds like it has. There that. are two or three beats that where he takes action. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think in this movie, like if I was outlining this movie, if I was sitting down to outline this movie, I'd probably outline every single one of these storylines with their own beginning, middle, and end separately. Yeah. But then I'd also, <laughs> on top of that, probably have arcs on each one that I'd do separately. So I'd probably have like six different God, it would be so dense yeah, yeah it would just be a big excel spreadsheet probably with like, <laughs> you know, a bunch of columns and stuff um because every one of the stories uh finn's story um poe's story uh ray's story luke's story which all come together in the end they all they all do have beginning middle and ends they all have their they own do. character arcs yeah so they all could be separate movies and i almost feel like that's it, it started to feel like and you and i talked about this a little like television um, uh, this, I very much feel like this is television. Th- yeah, this is almost yeah. feeling like a season of television or something. Yeah. Like that's what I see the movies as. Not even an episode, but they almost feel like a season. Do They're... you think it's trying too much, or do you too, think that's a credit to the trying story? too much? Trying to be to like that? T- no, trying to do too much yes. with one story. I, I could easily see this being a season of television, ten hours as yeah. opposed to you know, <laughs> two and a half. So think it's of all Luke's rushed. Story. Luke's story could be a whole episode or three. Yeah. By itself. Yeah. Like that whole uh you know yeah. story with Ray. You think it would be better if they didn't do that with all the characters? I don't know about better. I it is what it is, so I understand. <laughs> it's it. an ensemble movie. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. so than some of the other Star Wars yeah. movies. And that, that's a lot a, going on. That's a little They bit... handled it all with all the char- side characters with care, except for freaking uh what's her name? Chrome Dome. Oh, um, she God, was not what handled a, well in Force waste. Awakens, though. She was never handled She was well. always the joke in Force Awakens. <laughs> we got yeah. to see her eyeball. <laughs> oh, yay. I don't know why I care. <laughs> but imagine her, if so. this were 10 hours, how much more we could do with her. And yeah. you could bring all those things out. And that's why the Finn story, to me, almost feels like this, oh, we need a story for Finn. Yeah. And there's this whole diversion where they're being chased by, you know, through <laughs> hyperspace or whatever. And it's... it. it and he just kind of goes on this little joyride. So, yeah. It feels tacked on to it me. It does. There was something about it that was like, we need a Finn story. What's Finn's story? And they gave him a story, and the story was fully developed. But it felt like 
you could another cut movie it or another movie. Yeah. Well, especially since they fail at what they're trying to do. Yeah, so you it know doesn't what mean I mean. Anything. So it's inconsequential. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't so, mean it just teaches us a lesson yeah. about the what the, how corrupt the galaxy is. And, and then doesn't do anything. And truth be told, that's how they do it. Right? It's yeah, just for it the does. audience it's to be thematic. like, hey, later on you're going to learn about this stuff, so <laughs> just know it now. And, and yeah. truth be told, in TV, that would kind of work. Yeah. Oh, is you to have episodes by themselves. Episode 7 of Stranger Things Season 2. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> that's, exactly. What it would, that's what it is. I don't, I don't know that a lot of people would agree with that. That would be a good choice to do. <laughs> I like Episode 7. I found it an interesting creative choice. You haven't yeah. seen I'm not, it. I'm not Shame! Sure it oh, yeah. Executed as well. That's because you're busy watching all these movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're busy going to the movies so much, man. I yeah. I think that The Last Jedi could cut a storyline and that would be nice. Mm-hmm. I think that would make it a better movie. Me too. In, in my opinion. Of someone who loved the movie, yeah. cut something. something. Maybe, like you said, the Laura Dern thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think introducing that character uh, and having her heard. Why like wasn't was, that Leia? I love Laura Dern. Why wasn't that Leia? Yeah, I, it just would take less time if it was Leia because the audience doesn't need to get to know who Leia is. And to me, the only the reason that could it's, work too, yeah. I don't. To yeah. me, the only reason it's not Leia is because they had they were gonna keep her alive for one more movie. Right. Like you could have that would have been a great death for her character, yeah, saving absolutely. the. That, but then again, can you blame them if that was the plan? They didn't know she was gonna die. No, I'm saying yeah. though, it, it, you're gonna kill off Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Why not add Leia to yeah, the mix? And I, I get the feeling maybe that was their plan. The the third movie, you know. They made Luke's they made a promise Each that they ca- okay. they decided not to kill her in this yeah. movie. Like when she died, I remember that was like a press release. Like I, she will not die in, in this movie. In that no. scene where she, that's the other thing. I almost felt if people are angry about that space, you know, her flying through space. <laughs> I'm Mary not, Poppins. I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm okay with it, but it felt to me like a setup for a payoff that might happen either in this movie or, or the next. next. Yeah. Now, because of the way we've talked about how these movies are written. Setting something up in this movie doesn't mean <laughs> oh, no. you're gonna pay it off in yeah. the next movie. Maybe he was talking to Colin Trevorrow though at the time. It could be, and I, he there was, was like, "Rumors of that." Like, but he, they can't pay it off because they make a CG layer. Well, no, no, but the but plan in place yeah, before right, right. she died. Right. Yeah, right. It's very possible that he talked to Colin Trevorrow and was I, like, "I'm gonna do this. I actually, do this? For a Will brief, you please se- pay this off." For a brief second, I thought she was gonna die there. Me too. Um, I, and I, I thought this is kind of a good end because I feel it, and she is. She had died in real life, and it kind of impacts in that way. Yeah. And it's a surprise. Yeah. And, and, and my mind was already spinning. Like, maybe they went back and redid this and yeah. cut her out of the rest of the story. So I actually thought it would have worked as Me a too. pretty good ending for Me her too. if she did die in that scene. I agree. I just got really annoyed with people arguing if she could force push herself through <laughs> Yeah. Zero, zero G in like 200 yards. I was like, that is not hard. Uh, I know that's not a script problem, but <laughs> yeah. just like, it's not that big of a deal. She wasn't flying. Does no one understand space? <laughs> it, it's also a thing where I, I feel like I've right? seen something like that before. Ga- in the Star Guardian. Wars movie. Oh, I was going to say, it feels very much like a scene. I don't know why. I feel like I've seen people fly through space in a Star Wars movie at some point. Like, or at least be outside. You're thinking the of something ship. else, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anybody but in this. Isn't the prequels wasn't there a scene where somebody was outside the ship once or something i don't know why i, I have a feeling maybe had, they didn't force uh, push themselves but i don't think they needed a spacesuit like i've never seen anybody in a space suit. in well, a space you suit. can survive okay. in the vacuum of space for like 30 seconds yeah i've done it that's <laughs> right well no that's why she was in a coma i mean right. she she barely made it out of that it wasn't like superman or anything she yeah. barely made it yeah whatever it, it it was a. It, there was no way I think they could enact that scene that would not be corny. 
Yeah. Well, it seemed corny, and it just it has I, to be. I, I think if it came back in the end, I, it felt like a setup to me. I thought it was going to come back in the end that she was going to do something with the Force, and we were going to learn her whole Force backstory that right. she had hidden as a secret all these years. Yeah. And that would have worked fine. She's yeah. no, cool... no. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what. The, but isn't that like something the fans wanted? Like they, some yeah, huge, some, annoying. Like Luke thing. was Snoke. Yeah. Wouldn't that ruin him? That more? would be so dumb. <laughs> For everyone complaining that this ruined Luke Skywalker, you don't want what could he, what reveal that wouldn't you have hated? You know, like, yeah. yeah. I'm talking to the the anonymous person sitting in that chair. Yeah. You know, like what? And also, I think uh, the last thing I want to talk about, and then we're gonna stop. Yeah, is from a script standpoint, if this script did everything the way it was supposed to do on the surface like if this was force awakens 2 yeah which it most certainly is not if it was written as force awakens 2 would anyone have enjoyed it is that what you got would you guys have enjoyed it at all i think you would have gotten the exact same reactions you got to force awakens you got all the just this is what this is yeah yeah it's yeah. just a rehash, I, or I think Force Awakens did have broader appeal, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was criti- absolutely, it was yeah. more critically acclaimed. Yeah, some, well, maybe not. I don't know about that part. I, no, that's not true. Critics, yeah, love yeah, this movie. critics love this one, but critics loved Force Awakens. Yeah, they I mean, did. It was like a ninety. Yeah, yeah. Remember, <laughs> yeah, ninety six or something. I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. a certain person that used to always talk to us that used to quote that. Um, oh but... man, <laughs> uh, I had to end up blocking him. <laughs> okay, so I know who that is. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had a few friends who ended up blocking him. <laughs> so he's he's very passionate about Force Awakens. Well, so. and, and he, he likes yeah. doing it by the numbers. So, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I wish anyone knew what we were talking about, but yeah. it's fine. I, yeah, I uh, so yeah. It, it had a ignore very... that sound, by the way. <laughs> It'll stop. That's, that's our theme song. Is that sound? <laughs> that's um, the dog right tray sound. Block. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, we were talking about whether about, Force if it was by the numbers. if it was basically Force Away. If J.J. Abrams was directing this and the same team was behind it, if it was like yeah, it's everything you expected. Big wizard Ray, battle with yeah. Luke using the, Ray's parents are former Jedi's. Maybe she's Luke's daughter. She's yeah. Luke's daughter. Uh, Snoke is like Darth Vader's son or some right, crap. Right. I don't know. Just yeah. shit like that. If it was all the stuff you kind of just assumed. Boba Fett shows up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Snoke Let's is Boba all Fett. I, it, all, basically, I'm just saying is, do you think... Jar Jar? <laughs> that, I would love it. Yeah, I, I would too. I if would Jar Jar too, turned out to be Snoke, I would actually have yeah. been like, I'm down 100%. Because <laughs> I'm totally down with that theory of Jar Jar being the reason for all this. Uh, but I'm saying, would you guys... Do you feel like... Do you feel like you would enjoy the movie at all? Like, is there... Uh, more than a movie that at least surprised you from a, yeah, from the writing I, standpoint you know, and everything you, you make a really good point i i found this is probably a um, byproduct of being a screenwriter right i actually much prefer the second movies in series mm-hmm. um like because they i never know when they're going to end i didn't know yeah. when this was going to end i yeah. didn't I had forgotten about the whole Salt Planet stuff from the trailers by the time I was watching. I, I kind of didn't pay that much attention to the trailers on purpose. They were really terrible. I thought the marketing yeah. was awful for this yeah. movie. So. It, it almost seemed un- intentionally underplayed uh, in some ways. Like, you're going to get to see it anyway. So <laughs> some... They really could just say, <clears throat> a new Star Wars. They don't need, they don't need to, show to show it. Show, yeah. I yeah. almost would prefer that. I, yeah. yeah. I, I've gotten actually pretty good. Maybe it's just I've 
I'm getting bored with movies or something, but I've actually gotten pretty good at avoiding some of the trailers. Yeah. And and this particular movie was one of the first that I did that with. And I had kind of forgotten that I'd seen that salt stuff. Yeah. So I really didn't know where it was going to end. I thought it was coming to an end. And then there was a whole other chapter. Me to too. Exactly. And I love that. Yeah, um, me too. One of the greatest movie experiences of my life as a kid was Raiders of the Lost Ark for that reason. Because I had never seen a movie that just kept topping itself. You know, it was <laughs> right, like, right. It like yeah. just kept, let's do another sequence. And I was like, what is this? When's this movie going to end? I had no idea. Keep going. And I was thrilled. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I tend to like movies that break structure and things mm -hmm. like that. Me too. That said, writing them yourself is dangerous territory. Oh, especially gosh. if you're writing an original thing. <laughs> but risk reward, right? You break yeah. the rules and you break them in the yeah. best possible way. You have a huge reward at the end of the day. So that's I, a good point. But yeah, I guess it's nice to hear you say you things. like sequels. Yeah, well, that's... I like I like the middle movies the best. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's okay. those middle ones because I really don't. You kind of have an idea by the last movie what's going to happen. You come in on the middle, they they because it's almost like skipping the first act in some ways. And a lot yeah. of you're just I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I like I, a lot of my favorite movies are sequels. So, I know that seems so hollow, but because it gets they, the premise out of the way. No, yeah, you know, no, there are a lot of sequels too. Like when I grew up, that, that were just rehashes of sure. the original. That like Die Hard Two or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Even like The Hangover Two. Yeah, remember. <laughs> Hangover Two is the exact same movie. It's the exact same and movie. And then the third one is bonkers. Yeah. I kind of like the. I kind of like the third. Oh no, the third. I like the third Hangover. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I I actually like movies that can break the rules, and I think the second ones in series can break the rules. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. For me I I I am glad that it did things that I didn't want it to do or think it was gonna do. Mm -hmm. And so especially upon repeat <laughs> upon repeat Which viewings. Which we were very well yes, aware very that you well. had many. Yeah. For me that well, for me I can tell like how good a movie is by the its rewatchability like every time you watch it if you if you watch it every time and you pick up new things and it's it's worth the rewatch and you're like you're loving it more because of the things that you didn't appreciate about it before mm -hmm. then it's done its job you know right. and uh, and every time i see this movie i i realize things i missed the first time which i love that i love that i'm watching a star wars movie and i'm missing something you know what i mean and i pick it up the next time I'm like oh i totally get it now and that's awesome wow. you know yeah, I've never said that about a Star Wars movie. Really? You don't feel yeah. like that about like Empire or anything? No, no, yeah. no, no. Then again, we've been living with those movies our yeah. whole lives. It's lives. hard for me to tell. How do you, like there's a nothing, child. There's nothing new to be said about the OT. Yeah, we, yeah. We've said, we've all said it, I guess. So Yeah. But yeah. did it but I, I assume that when they originally came out, people had to have that feeling, right? They were the first movies that as kids we saw over and over and over again. It was actually like a competition. Like you'd show up for school. <laughs> and it, this is before VHS and stuff. So you had to see them in so the theater. So it was just in the theater, right? And, you know, I'd show up and I'd say, I saw it 30 times. And then somebody else, I saw it 142. <laughs> right. you know, and it was all, it's like, yeah, right. Yeah, um, right. And it, so it was a big deal. That was the first movie that people saw. I, I mean, I'm speaking in generalities, but I honestly, I think, it's almost true. It's the first movie that people just saw over and over, would and, just over go. and over and over and over and yeah. over and over. Where quantity became the thing. Where quantity became oh, the wow. thing. Oh, wow. And it was the first movie I saw like that for sure. I And I did see it in the probably, I probably said I saw it 150 times. So if you were in grade school with me, I did. It was probably more like 20. But it was honestly like 20 times. <laughs> but 20 times is a lot. A lot. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah, would yeah. force your parents to go see a movie. But like every birthday party, we'd go see it. Every so summer it stayed we in the it. movies for that long of a time. Too. Yeah, yeah. It stayed in the the New Hope stayed in the in the theaters 
it wasn't called that, I guess then. But just Star I'll, I'll Wars. Use, Star I'll, Wars. I'll use the vernacular for the for the youngins, <laughs> the younglings. <clears throat> hey, somebody who heard New Hope now would be like in college. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Time has passed, yeah. sadly. Yeah. So so it would stay in the. It was there for I I don't know exactly, but probably a full year, and then they kept re-releasing it. That was the interesting okay. thing about. And that's what movie the bigger movies used to do, like American Graffiti, all the Lucas movies. That Jaws, explains why I like have memories of being able to see these movies because they came out after I was born. But I saw Return of the Jedi in the movies. Like well, ninety seven. No, I'm talking about when I was a child. Yeah. yeah. So I Return of the Jedi was 82, right? 82 or 83. You, how, I, don't remember. I was born in, I was born in 80. Okay. So it's so I, I mean they must have been so. re-releasing them like later. It, I like, don't remember about Return of the Jedi, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Because thing I knew Raiders got the re-release. Because all thing. of your all of your your stories about like the toys and everything, yeah. I was the same way, but I. I wasn't even born when those yeah. first two movies came out. You know yeah, the, I mean? I'm younger than you guys, and I mean, like, I had the toys and stuff. That's so. Sure. How did but, how did it sustain? Well, it's so stuff crazy. doesn't go away. Yeah. There, also, a, 97 was a huge injection. Yeah, that's there's true. a really you know. good uh, Netflix. Uh, television oh yeah, the toys that made us. Then there's good. an Amazon documentary too that kind of goes through the whole history <sighs> of the toys and how they're Man, I haven't seen the Amazon documentary. But, Back when I was a kid, the movies that kept getting re-released were Disney movies. Like they were the ones. So Pinocchio would come back. Yeah. And every sure. few years they'd that. almost rotate. Like this year it's Cinderella. The vault. They'd the open vault. the vault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Best and, marketing ploy ever. And one day they'd own Star Wars. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then VHS killed it. Okay. <laughs> well, so, like you can watch it anytime. Uh, yeah. Like the last thing I think I can say about Last Jedi um, is that somebody was arguing on Facebook. As we did, for, everybody did for like three months arguing on Facebook about this movie. And somebody was just like, hey, jerk, remember, this is a movie for selling toys, <laughs> right? And I never, I don't know why that just stuck in my head. But then I said something to, to Jimmy the first night I saw it. I was like, this to me feels like the first Star Wars movie for adults. That doesn't feel like it's made for toys. It doesn't, like, I hate specifically the, for the toys. Porgs, I don't like them, I, but they're there. I can just not pay attention to that part, or the, just it—it it doesn't kill me. Jar Jar and the Ewoks at least did something with the plot. The Porgs don't do anything with the plot, yeah. and that annoys me. If they just would, if like a Porg did something, and they needed the Porgs, so they helped. I, I think the Ewoks get a lot of hate that they don't deserve. I love the Ewoks. I, me too. I, yeah, I don't love have them. any problem with the Ewoks. I mean, they're savage honestly Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie, so and I'll sit here and say that I don't I, care. It's I hard would, for me to I decide. Know. Yeah, I would go back even to the Jawas for being kind of cute and funny and silly. And you it's know, like Star Wars tradition. Yeah. It's they, they have those kind of characters, but I don't know. The Ewoks, but they killed people outside of the poor died and the milk beast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't this, this, and there is a lot of jokes and stuff in it and it's, it is silly, but it, to me, this felt like it was for adults. Yeah. yeah. It was for no. grown up. Yeah. Star Wars fans who had grown up with it. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a verifiably different feeling. Well, yeah, so, me too. Yeah. Look, I mean, yeah. Lucas always said that he set out to create a movie uh, for kids, kind of morality tales, you know, black and white. He hadn't seen that. Like, you know, there's the evil and there's the good. And, the, you know, he was looking for that. This movie is, a, you know, they acknowledge it. It's gray. Everything's yeah. gray. And, you know, could Kylo become kind of good so maybe i was bad. totally wrong in the beginning when i said it was kind of like a george lucas 
Because from that aspect, you're right. Yeah. You're actually right. No, yeah, I mean. no, that said, maybe the prequels got a little gray. You know, I mean, yeah, did. no, because uh, Luke, yeah, or not Luke, Anakin, kind of turning bad, and yeah, Revenge of the Sith I mean, is gray. He did them. kill a bunch of kids, and then there's always, <laughs> yeah, like straight up murder children, yeah. and that, that's what Lucas would always kind of divert to his, I, you know, these are kids movies kind of thing. And then I was like, well, then why are you doing these, you know, the politics? And yeah, all the that politics. Stuff? And politics and child murder. That's yeah, the... like what kids want to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I I honestly think the the prequels uh, stepped away from that first. Um, so I don't know that they were just for kids. I think they were more adult movies in their own way. I think he hid behind the kids. Yeah, it's so weird. I'm not the biggest fan of those movies, but I think. Nostalgically, going to see episode one is the best experience, theater mm-hmm. experience of my life not the movie yeah <laughs> but the, the experience of the, it the yeah. trailer was one of the first trailers in many years that like gave me goose, goosebumps and made me emotional on yeah. i think i like teared up yeah, i was, was so excited it was, it was probably was, the yeah. greatest trailer experience i've ever had yeah. in the trailer i remember that downloading means. it and it taking you know eight hours <laughs> and i remember yeah. trying to play it after it downloaded for two hours and it played like two seconds <laughs> this is all about screenwriting you saw those weird bug things coming <laughs> over the hill i think well was. how about this is there anything left you guys want to say about last jedi script wise anything we didn't any small thing we didn't talk about or anything no i think we talked yeah we touched all the bases yeah i think so i think yeah. so it's uh it'd be interesting to see what jj does with the next one yeah exactly it, i don't know well this one felt like you know like a like a like a a punch toward that one like mm-hmm. hey get out of here <laughs> so maybe this one will be reacting to the thing that was reacting to his well could it it might be it might not uh, I don't, well the, the i other, don't know the other weird thing is they have cool <laughs> it is cool i don't have any clue where this where is all they going. going they they had a plan in place colin trevorrow and his writer they bounced them they brought in another writer for a brief period of time like a month or so they bounced him, and then they brought JJ, and I guess Lawrence cast him back. Oh, no, did they? No, I'm sorry. It's Chris Terrio. It's the it's the uh, um, Justice League writer. Uh, he's the he's writing it with JJ. Okay. So that that scares a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justice League isn't even a movie, so no. I mean, like it, it. Like I said, this when sometimes movies get so messed up in the post and stuff, I just don't consider them finished. And that's what that movie is. It's unfinished. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. is that is an important note, especially with a movie like that. This movie less so because Ryan directed it. Yeah. But you can't really judge a screenplay oh, I, we by the movie. About, and yeah, yeah, we probably should have introduced that at, yeah. at the beginning of the podcast. Now, when you're the director. It's a good thing to talk probably, about, though. Yeah. It's probably closer. But for sure, um, most movies you can't judge at all. Yeah, because you don't know. Maybe these course corrections were taken on set. You know, things that weren't working, they realized in the moment, oh, we need to change this and make it work. Or things that would have made stuff that didn't doesn't work in the finished product, like was shot and it just didn't, you know, it didn't come out right. Or for whatever reason, they cut it out. That is probably something we should have talked about. Because I was going to ask you guys, I forgot. I I forgot. I forgot because like I was uh, thinking about like if you were to watch a Terrence Malick movie (laughs) and then how do you talk about a script? On a movie that's just shot some things, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't, you, you don't. It's like there's nothing to talk about. It's, it's, it's actually a key educational point, I think, because a lot of people, I think, think you can judge a, 
yeah you know, no, or you not can blame at all. the screenwriter and it's really hard to do unless you can read the screenplay that and then see the no definitively product. well even and, we talked about how max lannis was dis- distancing himself from that like right. i think there's an example of it didn't turn out what he thought mm-hmm. he put on the page was not what yeah, ended up on Netflix. Exactly. In, in this case, Last Jedi, you can't find the script anywhere. Like yeah. it's not like I do. We we looked up Get Out before yeah. we watched Get Out. Yeah. Um, you can find that script. Yeah. But you can't find Last Jedi. You could find Force Awakens because at the time they thought it might get some nominations. Oh. So they released so them released in that it. case. But even those scripts, what they do is they edit them after the movie. Uh, so they don't because they don't want to give up like that key plot line that they cut <laughs> or how badly they messed yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they make it look good. No, what I did with Force Awakens is I got the novelization. Uh, uh I, I like oh, couldn't wait okay. to get the novelization. And it did have those cutscenes. It had the the first scene originally had like Leia and her um assistant or something which was played by her daughter on right. that planet that blew up and and it had those scenes that had them in the original order i'm i'm actually curious to see last jedi now here's a weird thing about the last jedi novelization force awakens it came out right away the last jedi's novelization still is not out interesting so really they, weird. they have time to change it they're and gonna make it more fix like the movie. it yeah, yeah. they they Where caught they on to people they didn't have that time with force awakens yeah. well with this kind of fan base too it, like you know other movies probably people don't care yeah but for this kind of a fan base it almost needs to they there's, there's such quality control oh, <laughs> yeah. with that kind of a thing yeah you know yeah. i i mean i dove into force awakens novelization because i really didn't understand the the setup of the universe i didn't understand what the resistance was in the first order and i was trying to figure it out um i couldn't i couldn't figure it out from the movie yeah because they're i've seen you say this and they are it's portrayed that the first order is the rebels yeah that's, yeah that's a problem is, i have uh... with that that was the problem i had going into the new trilogy is i think the rebels should always be the underdogs yeah and i think they magically course corrected in this movie Somehow. but they didn't explain it really. not at all it was like all of a sudden the first order is the has the guns. power yeah. yeah even though their biggest weapon just got destroyed <laughs> yeah it's which a, should it, be devastating that that part yeah. actually threw me for a loop at the beginning of the movie for a while but you didn't think that the fact they had the star killer base was made them not the underdogs in the enforcer Awakens? well i think they were they were kind of like that that is the turning point it was like the the rebel you mean the rebel didn't make the rebels the underdogs right right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know it'd be kind of like the you know the U.S. is here, and um, ISIS suddenly gets a nuclear weapon. Yeah, um, it, it makes it like they're really dangerous and have to okay. be dealt with. Yeah, but I still thought the power in the universe belonged to the, the rebels. Re- they yeah, just the had Republic. the weapon. Yeah, you know, they oh, okay. were the small group. Yeah, of that weapons. the Republic was now reinstated and was the. So you were like, "Why is this such a?" Okay, yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Then, yeah, you're uh, like, that never occurred to me. Yeah, okay. totally. Yeah, that, never, that never occurred to me. Uh, after okay. they took out their nuclear weapon. Why are they still dealing? Why are they still even working? Can't we just wipe yeah. them out? We've got exactly. all these resources. We've got all we've got the power planets. of the galaxy. We've got tons of planets that are yeah. down to just take these guys out. That's it. And, I, and I'm still, I want to read The Last Jedi's novelization. The t- and I'm sure I could read the other books in the series. They probably have 10 books that explain it. The leading up to the, yeah. Yeah, because the, the political situation is probably very complicated. Like, it's probably like the resistance is there, but they don't own the universe. They're just a small right, pocket right, of right. freedom fighters in the bigger <laughs> universe and the last order. And, you know, there's probably a big complicated. But you shouldn't need. 
read You're three right. novels you know in between. Jamie, I never thought about the difference in the resistance. The size here is like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It changes so drastically. So the first 10 minutes of The Last Jedi, that's all I could think about. And th- these are the things that happen to me in movies. This happened to me in Force Awakens. And my mind is going off in all these directions. I'm not even paying attention to what, to what you're talking about. Or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, why is this? You know, The same thing happened in Force Awakens to me. It really took me out of the movie for the first few minutes. Yeah. And the scroll is there to tell us these things a little bit. And it helps us a little bit. But I, I think they've gotten to the point where the scroll is really small. Uh, they, yeah, they keep for it our fast. attention spans for cell phones <laughs> and stuff. They're like, yeah. yeah, we can only give people about a hundred words now. Yeah. You know, we can't give them. They don't want to read at the theater, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I had no. I guess I haven't seen Force Awakens more than twice, mm-hmm. so I never really thought about the size and the uh, leadership and who's in charge of the galaxy in that movie. So yeah. well, that's something I. I can't believe more people haven't said that. I, I, you know, I think what it is, I, I, again, whether this goes in the podcast or not, this might be minutiae, but I think, I think the way no, this it, is all good. Yeah, yeah. I think the this way, all good. I think the way it's explained is that the, what's the word? The Alliance? That's not it. What the Republic, the Republic, Republic. the Republic. new Republic. The Republic they were described thing, as Leah. Uh, she, she was just worried. She, she was like, we got to take it to these, these first orders a problem. And she was mm-hmm. like this right wing side of the Republic. Yeah. Like we got to take it to him. Right. And she created the resistance and, and the Republic and the resistance had a shaky alliance. So what is the Republic doing now? That's the question. That's the question. <laughs> Are they just over there? Like it we're says, not doing anything. I, so. It says something about the new Republic in the scroll. Yeah, and I don't and remember this new it. scroll, and I don't remember it either. And, the and, New Republic something is in shambles. So, and so I if I was if I was it. writing it, maybe this is how they solved it. I think when they took out that planet in the Force Awakens, I can't remember what the planet planet's name was. That was the like. I think that could capital. Have, that was the, the capital of, of the Republic. New Republic, probably. I, if if I was going to explain it without reading the books, and maybe this is answered in the books, that would have set the world into anarchy. Yeah. Like that one strike. And the world is almost, it's on the verge of turning back to the empire days. Yeah. And the last order is the answer. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. so they fly in, but it's because they destroyed the most, the seat of the government. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if that's, the I answer, think that is what happens. That's the way I justified yeah. it in my own head. Um, wow. I never occurred to me. I guess you know why? Because Force Awakens was such a rehash. I kind of just assumed that the setup was just, it's like the old movies never, yeah. End, it yeah. never ended. And, these are the bad guys, and they're pretty much in charge. I just yeah. assumed it was no, sort of No, it's really portrayed like the bad guys have this tiny little sect of uh, of people and that they're building, that, that they're trying to get big again. That first In scene, a galaxy. Isn't that weird <laughs> that the concept that it's not countries in one planet, it's an entire galaxy? It doesn't... Yeah. In, in that first scene that they cut out, that's in the novelization, <laughs> that's what it pertains to. It's like Leah is there trying to um, tell everyone, like, this first order has to be dealt with, you know? And they're like, ah, don't worry about that. Oh, okay. So it started with a political scene, but I think JJ knew, you know, politics again. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) he was like, nobody cares about that stuff. Get to the movie. One thing I want to say, we're running long, but I want to talk about one more thing, you know, from force awakens, that whole thing with, uh, Max von Sydow at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. That storyline, that whatever that was, right. Doesn't it feel like that was just completely like wh- where did that go? Yeah. It didn't go anywhere. Is that just left on the floor? And n- what, what was the storyline? Remember, it was at the. I just remember getting the map to make things right. <laughs> it was like that. Am- what was it like? It was an amulet or something. 
You're the Force Awakens guy. Do you remember it was at the, the Jimmy beginning? Jimmy just saw it last night. <laughs> right, right. I it didn't, I swear. It was at the I attack and Force Awakens. that much. Hand, he tells him this whole thing. See, but I I, I don't remember the Force Awakens that much. <laughs> but, but my, We're all qualified to talk my, about this. My memory of the Force Awakens was that the first, the first scene starts with hiding the Luke Skywalker map in BB-8. Yeah. Which was exactly ripped off from... Uh, a new hope you know when they hit the death star <laughs> right um you know what i'm talking I about right i thought he just hands him the thing and says this is going to be going to make things right i thought that's is the that, only isn't line. that the map oh, i thought there was yeah, something else that's it. it's maybe map, i'm just right? thinking of the fact that max von Sydow was a character yeah, for three seconds i think seconds. you're making this up yeah. bob yeah, yeah. He's, he <laughs> I, read... I didn't see force awakens that many i saw it twice so yeah. and it yeah, was like, he hands him the, the thing the map I, the map and, and then, then it ends says, up in bb8 and bb8 runs off and it's and just it's, like it's the meta line this is going to make things right this movie is going to undo the prequels like it's <laughs> i mm. <laughs> I'd see i guess see, and you can't complain about last Jedi being meta if you have that yeah you know true, true. which even the marketing for force awakens was undoing the prequels remember the like they had those shots they were all like realistic sets and stuff, and they showed yeah. that big trailer. Like, look, it's not the prequels, everyone! Right. <laughs> Yay! But it was reminding people why they love Star Wars. Exactly. Again. Yeah, that's right. And this movie was saying you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you loved. <laughs> Everything you love sucks. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I think that I, that pretty much sums up everything yeah. we could talk about inside and out. And you know, I think the moral of the story is watch Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dorsey. At least Jamie. Dorsey. I think that's Jamie's Breaking moral. Bad. Breaking Bad. Don't worry about Last Jedi. Just rewatch Breaking Bad. It's all there, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, Brick. We didn't talk about Brick. Oh yeah, um, Brick and Looper and Great. Brothers Bloom. He's had an interesting He's, career. Yeah. You never. You look at all those movies. You never say give that guy Star Wars though. No. 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 Well, th- there is a. <laughs> So there is a connection. The DP of the Star Wars movies, who also DP'd all of Ryan Johnson's movies, mm-hmm. was the DP of Altered, this awesome science fiction movie that everybody should go see. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah, I've heard that it's just beautifully written. Beautifully written. Right? <laughs> right one of the greatest examples of Dorsey in the industry. So, so look up Altered. altered. Not Altered States. Altered. altered. Yeah, that's right. Altered. Yeah, or that is or altered carbon. Not altered carbon. <laughs> no, no. Not they're all the altered imposters. You want yeah. the the original, the, original. <laughs> the one that came out after altered states. That's right. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, for doing. Thanks this for listening. With, uh, yeah, and let me be the uh, surrogate. Oh, this here. is fun. <laughs> I love listening. Yeah, I love listening to you guys talk about it. Go see the Last Jedi. It's probably in theaters for another year. All yeah. right. <laughs> with Jimmy, he'll be there. Bye. I'll be there. Bye. <laughs> You've just listened to Writer's Blockbusters, a screenwriting podcast featuring two professionals and another guy, available only on Thundergrunt.